Hello and welcome to Gaming Fix, episode 91 on this October 12th, 2019. We are pleased to announce that the new Gaming Fix controller will have haptic feedback and will actually order you burritos with an AI assistant built in. It can uh, it can sense your stomach growls and will automatically order burritos for you. Alex Galinas, what is your preferred burrito uh, filling? Envy. Ooh. Oh. Allison, what do you like in your burrito? Uh, I, I was just going to say I like carnitas, but, you know, not, not quite as funny there. Uh, Pat. <laughs> Two words. Sword logic. Word. It, it should guide like, everything you do, including your choice of burrito filling. Also, it, I was going to say that whatever, no matter what your opening thing was. It, it, is that like a sushi burrito? It's like, you sure it's oh. well, technically it's whatever burrito conquers the other burritos okay. <laughs> with its, with its strength and understanding of the sword logic. Oh, so it's like that thing where you test which M&M is the ultimate M&M by crushing them together. But burrito. Yes. I yeah, exactly. It. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Except it's because it's burrito. There's, it's probably has to do with poop somehow. Mm. Mm, now you're speaking my language. <laughs> I figured. I, I want off this podcast. <laughs> Don't we all? So uh, I, I've been watching the good place. There's a lot more poop jokes in that than I expected. Yeah, it's yeah, there's, it's pretty good. I, I need to, I feel like I need to rewatch everything because I, I don't remember so much of it, even though I watched it like last year. Uh, and I've been waiting for the new season to finish before I dive into it. But we uh, we've been playing Borderlands. And I mean, aside from like, fuck a lot of stuff about Borderlands. But uh, there we did. um uh, go through a quest last night that ended in um, creating the killer crapper, which was like a outhouse kind of situation um, created from the like electro backpack of a bad guy that we killed that powers the killer crapper uh, outside of Mad Moxie's bar. Yeah, that's the place yeah. for it. Y'all yeah. think they're going to remake Conker's Bad Fur Day and the Great Mighty Pooh? I hope not. That's that game's not good. Why do people think that game is good? I, I hey, you you're the one talking about poo. I'm just I'm That's you know, not what makes great it bad. Great Mighty Pooh. Poo jokes no, are funny. That, no, it makes it good and that's, you that's, know, maybe you want it so you can That's what's impressive musical. is that they managed to make a game with an enemy that is called like the Great Mighty Pooh or whatever and it's the, the game is terrible. That's because it was an N64 game. I never played the... Maybe. I've know. never actually really played it, but... Um, I played some of the Xbox one that they did. That was bad, too. Okay. Like, Conquer was good when it was on a handheld, and it was a wholesome children's Hell game. Hell yeah. That Game That's Boy game was good. so good. The Game Boy wholesome. game was... I'm not kidding. This isn't a bit. The Game Boy yeah, game was very good. very good. Speaking of wholesome children's games, <laughs> Alex... <laughs> Alex has brought something to the table, a, mo- a mobile, ho- the new mobile coldness. Disney Frozen Adventures. I was going to throw us. Yeah, I was going to throw us into the murder game. But yeah, um, no, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a free release game that you can, uh, I think, still get on Android. I don't know if you still can, but it is called Disney Frozen Adventures. Uh 
You know, it's a Disney licensed property. The 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 massive frozen brand from the Disney family of bullshit. And it's a game. <laughs> yeah, that's that's is that's, it though? Do you want to leave it there it. or do you want to actually go into it? I you put it on the list. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually pretty good. Um, I was surprised to say that I actually have enjoyed my time with it and continue to play it. Uh, hey, hey, Frozen hey. is pretty good. I liked Whoa. Frozen when it came out because I saw it like opening week and then it got so super saturated. Sure. But but it's pretty good. The core it's product good. is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's a good movie. I think that I I am cautiously optimistic for the sequel. Um, I played and- Kingdom Hearts 3. I'm pretty sure I got the full experience. <laughs> yeah, kind of actually. <laughs> uh I when when I was working at Toys R Us, it was like not right when Frozen came out, maybe like a year later, two years later. Mm-hmm. And there was I was cleaning the store. It was like two AM. It was like during the holiday season, so we were there late. Cleaning the store at two AM in the girls section straight in shelves, and out of the corner of my eye I see something like a person and it freaked me out, even though I knew there were other people in the store, but I was just like immediately spooked and I look over. It was just like a life-size Elsa cardboard cutout. That's funny. <laughs> I was, I, for, again, I don't, it's minor spoiler for kingdom hearts for anyone who is planning, who's listening, who's planning on playing it still, which is an audience of zero, which is why I'm going to say this. Uh, in the frozen kingdom hearts world one of the best parts of that game is when she just sings let it go and it's just let it go from the movie the scene but sora and goofy and donald are standing 10 feet away watching yeah i've seen that it's really good i i was like in tears like rolling around on my couch laughing as that moment happened because yeah. it's the whole song <laughs> and they do a good job of making it look like it the is. movie too like it's yes, synced it's, up it's with great. everything you expect yes <laughs> uh, kingdom hearts yeah Ooh. but this is not kingdom hearts no <laughs> the gameplay unfortunately the, the gameplay well the story for one thing is definitely not kingdom hearts there's no like i don't know none of that bullshit but uh it's really straightforward in terms of story you're basically well, you're not anyone. You're just kind of a passive observer god creature that is watching the characters of Frozen uh, interact and be like, oh, we're planning a party. I don't remember the reason why, but they're planning a party. So you're doing puzzles in order to kind of get currency to afford different party accoutrements. <laughs> like, oh, we want flowers. All right. You're going to do a puzzle and get 10 uh, ice cubes or whatever the currency is. I forget. Does does do the character say the cold never bothered me anyway? Every single time you complete a puzzle, there have been no direct references to anything. No sale. <laughs> I know that's unfortunate. Uh, which has actually been kind of nice, uh, though it's pretty great because uh, like all the characters you expect to be there are there. Like so, my homie Kristoff uh, or whatever his name is, he's there. Uh, but then you get like the characters they created for this game and they look so just terrible and low poly. I sent you guys a picture of one of them where it's this like dude who just has generic face, generic hair, etc., giving a thumbs up with like the most fucked up hand, like PS one level <laughs> hand I've ever seen where it's like his, his fist part of his hand is just a block. And then his thumb is like a, a triangle pointing out of it. <laughs> it was beautiful. Um, but yeah, so the story part of it is Disney. You know, they've only got so much money. They, you know, they gotta, you know, get the most out of their yeah investments. The, dev, the devs of this, uh, they also did the Harry Potter uh, 
the the mystery Harry Potter mobile game. I don't know. Oh, that okay. Yeah, and but is stuff. this is this as rotten with like the micro transactions? I haven't encountered any walls for the free to playness of it at all yet, and I've probably oh. been playing for like an hour, maybe two. Um, so none of the characters are getting strangled, and you can't get them out unless you microtransaction. <laughs> Correct. I have not encountered anyone being strangled yet. Um, okay. Anyways, the gameplay because uh, I haven't actually talked about what you do to interact with this this video game product from Disney. Uh, you, it's basically Bejeweled. It's a match, oh, okay. it's a match three game, but you're like collecting certain amounts of colored things. It's like it's like everything like snowmen and uh, snowflakes and stuff or what? Weirdly, the devil's there. So what? Like, what? No, I'm joking. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I you know, I wouldn't believe it. Downloaded this game. You, you said this game lie. is on Android, so anything's possible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, there. I don't know. Like, it's just kind of in terms of the style. You're just kind of wherever you are at the time, and whatever character has their powers. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. And like, I think like it's like a puzzles and dragons thing. Yeah, like Anna can. I don't know. She can like fart and then Olaf can just be annoying as shit. And then, you know, I like Olaf. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think don't his have, song is pretty good. Uh, yeah, it is pretty good, but I don't have as, that much. As, to, I don't have that much to say about this game other than it's good. You should probably try it. Olaf's better than donkey. Oh yeah. Well, you shut oh, yeah. your mouth. <laughs> it's just the truth. <laughs> I will not. I will not hear this blaspheme. Look, I like Shrek, but Donkey is fucking annoying. Are you, wait, are you saying Donkey is annoying or Eddie Murphy is annoying? Um, I actually don't know where we're at with Eddie Murphy these days. He, <laughs> I, I think he did some new stand-up, and it sounds like it's actually good. Okay, right. I've like historically been a pretty big Eddie Murphy fan, but uh, we're comedians are dropping like like flies to the. I can't make jokes if I have to be nice. It, it sounds like and, he did not <laughs> fall into that trap. Good. That's good to hear. Cause uh, I, 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 I adore wrong, some Eddie Murphy. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I think I heard that from somewhere. Uh, we should look into that. Cause I think he did just put out a new special. I should watch that if it's good. Cause I like him. He's one of yeah. the few comedians that I still like. Uh, I am um, a, a pretty big fan of the golden child. Which in probably hasn't aged very well, but it's a it's a pretty good movie. I imagine there's a lot of uh, cultural appropriation if you were to rewatch that movie today. But Axel Foley was a good character at the time. Uh, Well, Alex, earlier you mentioned something about a murder game, and I can only assume you meant the murder that occurred when you sacrificed all your 32 bit Mac OS apps to be able to use Apple Arcade on your uh your MacBook. We're getting ever closer. You can just keep crossing things off the list and we'll get there eventually. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. I did install OS X Catalina on my, my dear, dear piece of shit. 2015 MacBook pro. Uh, because I don't know, that seems like it's been the biggest question mark in terms of the Apple arcade so far. Cause like mm-hmm. everyone's been like, Oh, it works great on my iPad or my iPhone. Yay. Uh, but how it works on an actual like computer with mouse, etc has been kind of up for debate and people are like, Oh, so, uh, made a sacrifice to the, the Apple gods, Tim cook and I are now in some kind of blood oath. I don't know. Uh, and I have OS X Catalina, uh, rest in peace. My 
music transcription software, <laughs> which was 32 bit. <laughs> and it, it told me as I was installing, it's like, Hey, if you install this, these programs will no longer work. So I was like, Oh, well, that's brutal rip. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. so those are gone. Um, and will be missed, but in their stead, I now have Apple arcade and I will say signing up for it was a hell of an experience on Mac because it kept oh. it put me through at least seven terms of services to agree to, <laughs> which I don't know why. Maybe it's because I haven't actually used the Apple App Store in probably a couple of years. Like maybe it was also that level of things. But yeah, at least seven terms of services to get through. Uh, and then once you actually get to the Apple Arcade, the initial interface you're interacting with is pretty nice, but once you actually get to the list of games and want to uh, download them or access them or whatever, is atrocious. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it's basically two columns of all of the games, and it goes all the way down, and you can't change it. Like it's always two, that two columns. Yes, it's not like you're having a grid of like like an, a three by three like nine grid. That would be nice. Uh, And then like you click on one and brings up a modal or something. That would be nice. But no, it's just too, too wide with full descriptions under each of them. So like, and you, there's no way to filter. (laughs) You have to scroll through absolutely everything. Uh, At least it does order them by what's newest. So like you get some semblance of order, but yeah. Like if you want to find something in the middle there, you're just kind of aimlessly scrolling. So that kind of oh sucks. But I mean, whatever that's nitpicking, right? Like it, it works. That, that mm, that's, that seems like a pretty big, uh, they've already got how many games do they have on there now? 40 or something. I thought, yeah, only 40? I, thought, I thought it was more than that, but I thought it was closer to 60, but it may just be 40. Yeah. You, I don't know. I thought I like they launched with like 50, but yeah, uh, that's, that's real obnoxious and seems like a major oversight. Uh, for yeah. those of you, Allison, you've used it on yeah. uh, iPad, yeah. right? iPad. Uh, does it have, it has search, right? Uh, Is it just yeah, in the I app store? Like, I'm honestly not remembering. Oh my God. All right. Well, so, Google like, Google Play Pass for as bad as it is, when you search for an app, you can just go. It it'll just pull up like, oh, hey, this one's on Play Pass. Here you go. Oh wait, actually, you can. Yes, yes, okay. yes. Because I've searched games, and then they're like, oh, it's an Apple Arcade game, and then okay, click and it's okay, yeah, Apple Arcade. Yeah, you, yeah. You, so far, from what I've seen, you can't do that. And in, in in order to access, if you're using Apple App Store, if you want to access the ones you've installed, you just have to go to that giant list and note the ones that say Play rather than Get. <laughs> uh. I mean, technically, you could open your your whatever you call it, the finder, and go to what's recently installed in apps and find them that that way. But I mean, yeah, but yeah, it's it's a bit dumb. Uh, so interface wise, I would say it's bad on Mac. Um, mm-hmm. But the games run fine. Uh, I've okay. installed four of them so far: uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts, Assemble with Care, What the Golf, and Cat Quest Two. So. Uh, I've played a little bit of each of them, just enough to kind of see how they feel. Like, because uh, mm-hmm. Assemble with Care was my biggest question mark because that was it. Just looks like a mobile game to me. Like it, yeah. like from yeah. every, everything I've seen of it, it's just like yeah, this looks like a touchscreen game, and that's how it feels <laughs> with the mouse. It and it's really weird because you would expect like in that kind of uh, almost point and click adventure style game that you would be clicking, holding, dragging, and then letting go of the mouse. 
in order to do stuff. Right. But with that one, you're like clicking on it and holding and dragging. But when you let go, you're still holding on. So, so you have to click again. So it's just kind of like a mental thing I have to get used to of like, oh, I have to like basically tap every time you want to do something. Oh, so okay. so yeah. it, it, it definitely has that mobile game weirdness to it. Um, and it didn't exactly translate to, to computer. I mean, it mm-hmm. seems it seems really good. So I'm still it's 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 again nitpicking and kind of like a UX quality of life kind of thing. But it's not like a big problem. Have you tried anything with a controller yet? Or yes, I uh, plugged in my DS4 for Cyanara Wild Hearts, and it picks it up, and it seems to work. So uh, okay. cool. I'm planning on actually going through some of these games later. I again, mm-hmm. I was just kind of doing this as a smoke test to see what was what was going on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Apple Arcade, it works. I don't know if OSX Catalina is worth it, but we'll see. <laughs> well, thank you for uh, your uh, your troubles and rest in peace. Your music transcription software. Yeah. A moment of silence, please. <laughs> <laughs> I said silence. <laughs> wow, no respect. Uh, all right. <laughs> yep. Uh, well. I, I, you know, the idea behind a moment of silence is there is a blank space in like the, uh, the waveform, the audio waveform, but we didn't get that. So Alex, how about you tell us about a blank space? Yeah, you got to it. That's the murder game. All right. So blank space, uh, I came across this relatively randomly and it is at the moment kind of a demo slash prototype for a new, uh, visual novel visual novel puzzle game hybrid thing developed by a studio called no bread studio how Uh, much hentai is involved all of it okay Uh, no actually zero (laughs) that's i don't know if there's enough hard drives to (laughs) yeah gross there there have been no tentacles and no naked ladies dudes and you know anywhere in between so um, but yeah, this one in particular is helmed by one of the creators of a game called, uh, soul set, uh, which I definitely played years ago and really enjoyed. Uh, it definitely takes like, well, soul set as well as this take a lot of inspiration from the zero escape series. So, uh, like that's pretty clear to see even as soon as you get started. Um, the setup of this game in particular of blank space is very reminiscent of the first saw movie, which I know people look at saw with like, but the first saw movie is actually pretty good. Um, so basically two people wake up in a locked room chained to their respective sides of the room. And, uh, it's your job as the player to make your way through a series of puzzles to escape the room. So, you know, it's an escape room essentially. Uh, and more so than like a real life escape room, I would, say it's more akin to something like the room as in the, the mobile game or what started as a mobile game where you're doing a bunch Mm -hmm. of logic puzzles to kind of unlock various layers of the world around you and, you know, continue the story that way. So I think the puzzles so far, uh, in the demo were fairly clever. I personally never really got stuck on any for too long, but you know, after I finished, I went back to see, uh, what like, there, cause there were some hint systems in place and I kind of want to see how they actually worked. Uh, and it's kind of like the old LucasArts adventure style, uh, like adventure game style of hints where it'll poke you in the right direction a few times. Like be like, yeah, like, uh, they're actually pretty clever hints. Like they're worded in, in ways that are like not obvious, but once you know the, ob- the answer, it's actually very obvious. So it's good in that way. Uh, 
and then yeah over time it's a bit more overt so <laughs> for, for better or for worse it does take that part of the lucas art adventure games um it also takes some adventure game cues by having an inventory and the ability to combine certain items within your inventory so uh thankfully they weren't like obscure or convoluted solutions they were all pretty logical uh because honestly some of the obscure ones were the downfall downfall of old ass adventure games to me i don't know rubber chicken and a pulley yeah like those um monkey island ones got really bad at some point uh artistically it's really nice character there's two characters uh at least in this uh they both have really distinct style they're cool they're well written the environment itself is very bland but that's by design kind of like how uh i don't know if you guys played antichamber but like essentially mm-hmm. everything was black and white but then they would use color to highlight certain parts like call your attention to things or like yeah. add accentuation so it's kind of like that uh so it like bland by design if that makes sense and yeah, I don't know. Uh, the ending to this demo, it's like 30 minutes. It's not much time to invest. Uh, it's a great point to cut it off because it leaves you with a lot of questions and like, oh, you'll be intrigued for what happens next kind of thing. Uh, and I don't know. It's cool. It feels like the story can branch in a lot of different ways. So I'm interested in seeing how the creator, uh, I think his name is Naryu or something like that, how he approaches those kinds of distant, different situations and how those would affect things and uh, if it is actually going to have branching paths or if it's just the illusion of choice but i don't know it's cool uh i have a few criticisms of it one uh, so you get at some point spoilers you get unchained from the wall uh but you do eventually get a little bit of agency for how you move around the room but the interface for that is terrible <laughs> i will say <laughs> like there's basically arrows pointed on the ground for where you're going to orient yourself and what you're going to look at. But sometimes like the perspective is weird. So you kind of just click on one and you're like, Oh, but I actually want to look at this thing. And then you just kind of end up getting into an endless loop because you like your viewport can't localize anything around you. So uh, it's not always Mm -hmm. super clear about where you're going to be pointing. Uh, I don't know how to fix that. Maybe like a mini map that shows the different chunks of the room and you can highlight where you are or like maybe click on the mini map rather than the arrows. I don't know. I don't know how to fix it, but it is kind of ugly. Um, the other thing I would say is a weird thing to criticize, but uh, I, I hope I'd love to see more actual story because like the story that they've written, the characters they've written are good. Uh, and once you get to the part with agency and you're clicking around and like picking up objects and stuff like that, there's banner text uh, and like the characters are quipping off of each other, but it's like the story just kind of stops and it's just pure quips. So uh I imagine when they get to the full release, like, yeah, there's going to be more story, but it in the demo, it just definitely came to mind. That's like, Oh yeah, this is just, they set up something really cool and then just kind of dropped it. So yeah. Hmm. Anyways, interesting. Yeah. Demo itself is only like half an hour. So not a huge time investment. If you want to check it out. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there any indication of how long it'll be until a full release or. Yeah. So um, at the end, when you get to the ending, he says, or I assume he, sorry, Naryu, if you're a she, but uh, it says there will be a Kickstarter happening sometime in October 2019, so this month, uh, with a planned okay. release in 2020. So, okay. yeah, it seems really, really promising for a small indie project. I'll be keeping an eye on it. Uh, I'll, I'll leave a link to the, to the demo uh, in the description of this podcast. Sure, yeah. Cool. Uh, big, big year for visual novels. It is, and I am into it. <laughs> it's, 
it's intense. They're coming coming fast. Is Necro Barista out? No, uh, it got soon? delayed. Oh, to when? No idea. <laughs> oh. Did it come out in Japan? I don't think so. I'm going to oh, look it up. I'm going to look it up right now, but I remember seeing it got delayed again and people were sad. Yeah. Cuz hmm. it's been delayed several times at this point. Yeah, that yeah. like it was <laughs> so, going to come out. Yeah, I'm looking at the Steam page. It used to say release date of Q3 2019. Now the release yeah. date just says soon <laughs> mm. so interesting so yeah no uh, no idea okay oh i thought uh, i could that's another game i downloaded on apple arcade was neocab okay mm, so i need to play that uh well you did uh you have another visual novel that you've been playing you touched on it last time uh Siconia? oh Is yeah yeah. yeah we don't need Siconia? to talk about that for more than like 10 seconds it's it's good um uh it seems like it's going to be like a 15 hour ish story uh i'm let's say three hours into it so you know we'll see how it goes you got three seconds uh baba buoy baba buoy hi okay thank you uh that was your 10 seconds on siconia when they cry is that what it is yes all right uh next up uh allison i you don't have any games i see I, yeah, I just basically played a little bit more of what the golf, but you know that I, I don't know if there's much more I need to say on it. Just it's that it good. continues to be surprising. We uh, we continue to have a review for what the golf up on fixed uh, hey. Go and check that out as, yes. as well as some other reviews, including a few visual novels. Uh, Hell yeah. AI, the Somium files, which I am playing right now, which is pretty good. Uh, and later alligator. And what, uh, Heart of the Woods, is that? Yep. Uh, yeah, and uh, as well as some other games. Uh, go check that out, Fix.Space. And and photographs, uh, don't forget photographs. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that a visual novel? You can forget it's photographs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, one thing that people refuse to forget about is Destiny 2. Hell oh. yeah! Is that for better or for worse? I don't know. Don't ever. I, I, why like, do people? What is the deal with this? I don't understand. It's like I, taking on a Kingdom Hearts level of ire from people who would never play it in the first place. I mean, I, it seems like I've recently. It, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm, you specifically, but it, it seems like recently some of the ire is coming from the whole PC version kind of nightmares that have been going on. But I, I don't it, understand what that. There's no nightmares. Yeah, it, I, I haven't really been following it super closely. But weren't people complaining about? like uh steam stuff uh, there, was there's it? some like name stuff um but wasn't but the name stuff is the net positive because while valve should moderate their names i haven't seen anything like offensive and all the names that i've seen have been pretty good I, i've seen some good ones uh yeah. i have seen i can't remember what i saw but i've i've seen some people mention like some shitty names in there but i did a public event with a game. dr poop butt ass hell yeah that was all pretty right. good never mind this sounds great <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, you had to like migrate from Battle.net to Steam. That was a thing, but I don't know what the people expected to happen. Like, can, we can definitely say it was dumb that Activision ever forced them to release it on the Blizzard launcher for sure. That was stupid. But like, for them to go independent, they were going to have to move off of it somehow. So, but, yeah, wasn't there something about like, 
the order in which you had to buy DLCs or like they weren't like if you bought the most recent one, whatever that is forsaken. I don't remember. Shadow keep. Shadow keep. Thank you. It wouldn't like bring in the previous ones or something like that. Or I don't remember. Well, you don't get the previous, you don't get forsaken with shadow keep. You have to buy forsaken separately, right. which we discussed last week. Yeah. There is some, um, you have forsaken. Initially, they said that it wouldn't be available day one, that it would take a couple of days for them to get, like literally a couple of days to get Forsaken's campaign into the Steam version, but that uh, ended okay. up not happening. That gotcha. was it was fine. The day it all came over and on day one. Okay, I think that's um, what I had heard. Okay, that makes more sense. And then. then there was some stuff where, like, if you hadn't finished the campaign when it transferred, you would have to, it would re- reset yes, your progress to that, the beginning of the campaign. That was a weird one. I don't think that affected very many people because, like, either you were playing Destiny and you've done them, yeah. or you weren't and. It, didn't affect you. I I had to start forsaken over because I got what happened to me with forsaken was I got to a point in forsaken that is admittedly kind of dumb where you have to go off and do these bounties and it doesn't like almost a lot of the NPCs, not almost all, but a lot. I would say the majority of the NPCs in the game can give you bounties, which are like things to do. Usually they're specific to a region, but in the tower there's characters that can give you bounties specific to like doing strikes and stuff. And they're just like repeatable quests that give you rewards. Um, so there's a part in Shadow Keep or Shadow Keep Forsaken where you're supposed to do bounties for the spider, and it's not super clear that what it means is you need to do his special one time only each bounties where you go kill like a wanted fallen that got free from the prison that breaks open to, during the beginning the of Forsaken. They're not even scoring. They're just what? regular. They're, there's they're a range. It's because the, the the prison contained a lot of people. It had a lot of different like hive people and scorn and forsaken. And um, and uh, so he has a list of bounties that are like, go kill Captain Ironsides. He's a fallen and he's on Earth now. That's where he escaped to. And you have to do five of those. And the game's not very clear that that's the bounties they want you to do. So last year I started doing his normal bounties. Cause he also has ones that are just like kill enemies in the tangled shore. So I started doing those and then I got frustrated cause they weren't giving me progress and I didn't realize that you had to do the special bounties. And then the special bounties kind of suck cause they don't really give you, they just say like this guy's on earth somewhere who knows. And it's like, Seriously, or it'll give you like the name of a lost sector. But unless you look it up, you don't know where that lost sector is. Um, So it's cool if you were someone who was playing Destiny a lot then and you knew that stuff already and you could go, oh, I can follow these clues. But I just looked up a guide this time around and it made that part uh, much more palatable. Um, But anyway, that's why I didn't play through it last year. So I had to start over this year and played through Forsaken and I'm a chunk of the way into Shadowkeep. And I think that that game is very good. I don't it's 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 there's not a ton of stuff to really like not a ton of stuff has changed that wouldn't like things change that are really big if you play Destiny but if you are an outside observer it's still a shooter that has loot in it and um you know a cool story and setting and stuff uh so I think it's very good and I think the steam transition went smoother than you could have even hoped for really because they basically had server issues for a day and then it was good. How does it, and, how does it feel with mouse and keyboard? Oh, it's great. I've been playing it on PC for a while though. Oh, okay. Like it, it, I, I played it on PC last year. I did all the base game and, and all of the year one content on PC. Um, and, uh, through, through the, through the battle net launcher. 
Uh, and uh, it, it's great on, on PC. There's not really a better shooter that I can think of in terms of like the feel of playing it. Um, and they've, the thing that I like most about what they've done, there's, they've added things like people, you've probably heard the words armor 2.0 and stuff. They've done some things to the way that that game functions. But what I like best about it now is there's a lot of stuff to do. It feels like other than just grind for the raid. That was my biggest hang up with destiny was, um, I don't know enough people to raid and I don't know. I would like to try it at some point, but I don't know that I will ever play a new raid. Cause I don't know that I have enough people that I can get together for like six to eight hours either. Um, you find people who know what they're doing. It's not that long. Oh no, I know. I, I'm not saying I'll never do a raid. I'm more talking about like gearing up to do the raid at launch kind of thing. Um, I'm planning on some friends and I are planning on doing some, trying to do some guided game stuff um, and go through some of the older raids just for fun. Uh, but, but I don't know that I'll ever be someone who has a group of people that I, that we like take time off of work to get the raid done right away or whatever, you know? Um, so part of the whole like grind up to that didn't really make a lot of sense to me, but now with the season pass stuff and with the, um, the just generally the kind of end game stuff that they've added and the fact that there's a reason to kind of hunt for specific loot now beyond just getting a cool gun, um, for how it can like affect your stats and stuff. There's just a lot of stuff now that you can do at the end at the power cap that is, uh, is interesting. Um, and I think that's pretty exciting. It's, it's, it's been pretty cool. Uh, there's a lot of lore stuff too, but I don't necessarily have to bore everyone with that other than you, you said sword logic at the beginning, but that's <laughs> all the lore you need. Uh, there's a cool, the, the shadow keep has some cool stuff in it that if you've played prior, it's interesting because shadow keep is uh, <laughs> in the move to steam and making the game infinitely more accessible to people, you know, lowercase a accessible in that it making it free and stuff. Uh, Shadowkeep is totally not an expansion aimed at new players whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. both from a story and lore perspective and from a like um it's some of the stuff is kind of hard and it just is not it does some interesting things with like the way it structures the campaign but they're kind of confusing if you already are trying to wrestle with learning how to play the game. So I think it's funny that that's that it's the expansion that came out with this whole move. Like the what they did with New Light seems like it's not directed at new players at all. I don't know. I don't know like, that that's fair. Like, like I think mm, they just maybe didn't do it well enough. Like like I you can come in as a new player, but like whenever everyone starts at like seven fifty or whatever, and then to do like you have to go find like Amanda Holiday. And if you you're like a new person, unless you have a guide, you're gonna be like, How the how the fuck do I do like the story? Yeah, so or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's structured especially well, but they don't. The problem is I don't think they want you to go back and play that stuff. And that's part of why it's obfuscated. Like, but like part of it's like learning how to play and stuff. And like they can say like, oh, like here's what sure, stuff is. But that's like, what I mean. Like it's, it's not good structurally. I think the cool thing that they do that I wish other games like, oh, my God, do I wish Final Fantasy did this? Um and it sounds like maybe Final Fantasy is going to do something like this with their re up, like the way yeah. they're going to restructure everything. The cool thing that they do is 
that opening mission that you play for new light is like more or less the one that comes from destiny. And so like headcanon lore wise, the idea is, Hey, it's now shadow keep is happening. Your guardian is waking up now. And like, mm-hmm. it just took a longer for your guardian to wake up. So all the stuff that all the like red war and war mind and curse of Osiris, all of that happened. You can go back and play it to see it, but that's not what is currently happening in the story. So, and I think that that's a really interesting way to handle the problem of these like live service games that have years of content built in. Mm-hmm. And I really think the idea is that you jump in for free and then, and, and again, shadow keep is a weird one to do this with. Cause it's, it's very much not like forsaken would have been a much better starting point. Um, which is why I still think if you're a new player, the best thing you can do is buy the, buy forsaken with the, like play the free game, play the opening mission, see if you like how it feels and then get forsaken. Um, Cause it's not tied behind any of that weird stuff. It gives you a quest and like you go to the tangled shore to do it and all that. Um, but then don't even bother playing the red war. And, and like, if you take that time to watch the ridiculous four hour lore video or whatever, and then you're good to go. Cause it's not that those campaigns were not good. I actually like the DLC from year one way more than most people. Um, especially Warmind. I think Warmind is really cool, but so it's not like don't ever play them, but they're not the point of new light is you're kind of coming in now. Like your character is coming out of, you know, stasis now. Uh, Mm -hmm. And, and that's kind of an interesting thing. And I think in the future, when the expansions are a little more um, open to like when there's not as much of a barrier to new players in the expansions, then that'll make even more sense. And I think it's kind of cool. That said, they do need to do a better job of explaining how the game works to you for sure. That that's, that's, there's no question about that. Yeah. It's just, it's weird to see it go from like a, like a story game where it's like, okay, you start the game and then you're going to go through every single bit of the story. Like you have to play through all of the red war and all the DLC leading up to like forsaken. Like, cause if this came out on Battle.net and they didn't go independent, then you would have had to have played everything up until the point of shadow keep. No, you could, you could play the DLC stuff independent of the, the other stuff. When it was on Battle.net, at a certain point, I'm pretty positive they. You may have had to play the base uh, Red War campaign. You would not be like high enough level to get into the new stuff. Maybe uh, so. From a light, from a power perspective, it would have been tough. But you wouldn't yeah. have had to have played the missions. To, there's a lot of different ways you can get gear. You yeah. could have run strikes. You could have done dailies. Like you could have done a lot of stuff. Yeah, uh, but it, yeah, it's just I don't know. It's weird, and I feel like. It's it's a major change to the way that game functions, and it I don't know I I haven't di- dived into it. I am tentative. Like I'm interested in Forsaken, but also I'm mad that it just doesn't come with Shadow Keep. Like I would gladly buy the sixty dollar version if I got Shadow Keep and Forsaken, but that's not what they did. So now I'm like, do I even want to bother? I don't know. Wait till it goes on sale, maybe. We'll see. Just wait till next year. It'll be free then. Like I guarantee but you that Forsaken about will be it now and I want to play it now. Then pay $25. I don't know what to tell I you. I want to pay $25. <laughs> I don't want to pay I am large. I can tame multitudes. I'd love to be able to participate in those conversations. Do I contradict know, like, myself very well? I contradict myself. <laughs> uh, but um, I do think that the the uh, Forsaken campaign, personally, I think it's probably worth $25. Bucks. It's it's not like super long, especially the one of the nice things about being 750 all of the content pre shadow keep has been 
um, sort of leveled to 750, but it's pretty easy to go through Forsaken. It's not a, they didn't, it's not very difficult because uh, you increase in power level as you play it, but the missions don't get harder, um, which sounds dumb, but it's actually pretty fun because it makes you feel like powerful in a way that is very enjoyable. So you get that kind of like, wow, I'm a badass. I can like jump in the air and shoot one guy in the head with my hand cannon and he dies. Um, and then you jump into shadow keep and that actually feels more challenging and like, cause it's more tuned to where you're at. Um, so, uh, um, I think that's pretty cool. I think the fact that it's so easy is fun. Um, and it also means that I could see the boss battles in forsaken being kind of frustrating cause there's a lot of boss battles I could see them being kind of frustrating if you were at the power level, but since they, they were like just challenging enough, I think I died once in one of them. Um, and uh, and it was it felt really well tuned, uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's a good game. I think again, I think that like you just need to understand what you're getting into. I think one of the things that Destiny has we've talked a little bit about this off air, Andre, but I think one of the things that Destiny has it's a thing that's plagued Destiny since the first game is that people want it to be something that it isn't, which to a certain extent, like if there's not enough people who want to play the thing that it is, I'm not necessarily defending it as like people need to change what they want. That's not what I'm saying, but it is because it has such a mass appeal from what it looks like, because it's a first person shooter made by the people who made halo. I think it, Mm -hmm. it draws in a much larger audience when it really is kind of a niche game. Um, And I think they want to keep making it a niche game. um, And that that is, a bit of a turnoff for a lot of people. And it's fair that it's a turnoff, but they're not going to make it the thing that people keep coming to it over and over again. Like, well, maybe it's the thing I want now. It's not going to be. Let <laughs> me equip more than one exotic armor. Piece it's never going to be that, all, which is just, I don't understand why it's the coolest looking shit. And that's, I want to look cool, but you say, no, you can have one cool looking thing. And then everything else is like, everyone else is wearing the same stuff. Like, come on. Well, I'll say that's not really true. I mean, there's lots of cool looking I'm I'm always kind of like they're fine, but I want to like mix and match exotics and make like a stupid overpowered thing. I will say that in the time since the base game, like Forsaken and Shadowkeep have really cool legendaries for sure. And they've emphasized those more and more and and exotics less and less. Well, okay, so they've got like don't they have like a transmogrify kind of cosmetic thing where you Um, can have like armor, but then you can change the way it looks. Right. I don't know how that works. Because if I could make the legendary stuff just look like the exotic stuff, that's that's good enough for me, even though I want the powers. Like if I can just have like the really over designed, like really cool looking stuff, that's cool. And see, Uh, I accept that. But as someone who's pretty into it, if everyone like had huge shoulder pads, if it turned into like, wow, looking crazy shit, I would that'd be a turn off to me. No way. I like that. It's I like that. You're like, wow, I have this wild looking helmet and then I have like cool, but, you know normal armor on it's that me, that's a i think i like the way that that kind of forces you to pick where you're put, embellishing let me put a pair of exotic booty shorts on my <laughs> awoken warlock but the thing part of the reason that it works well to have the single exotic thing is like you can't just equip all of the coolest exotics everyone would look the same like there wouldn't be you wouldn't have the kind of variation you have now and then they should um, put more exotics in there's a lot of them. It's just that it doesn't matter what you do. 
people will decide that something is the best build and then everyone will do that. It doesn't it doesn't even have to be true. Um, so I don't know. I, I think it's just not. And, you know, like it's not a um, it's not really a PVP game. And there's some there's people who really want I mean, it to be a PVP game and complain yeah. about the PVP being bad. And that's just like it's fine. It's not great. Um, and so anyway, I think that it will continue to struggle with a large audience that thinks that it should be something it's not. Um, but with that said, uh, they seem to be really doubling down on their core audience with this expansion, which I think is a smart move in this transition. Um, Cause those people will evangelize the game kind of going forward, yeah. especially with it going free to play, like stuff like Warframe is just like, so bonkers big that, I think destiny will easily find an audience that are interested in playing that kind of game or the kind of game that destiny wants to be. And yeah, so to some I extent, don't... I think that those people are already playing it. Like, I don't know that yeah. the free to play bump is going to be as big. I think it'll certainly be big from a, like new players registering to try it. But I think, I think it could easily, like you can have tons of like teens or whatever who don't necessarily, you know, maybe maybe not teen, uh, you know, on console and they're like, oh, I can't buy Destiny for whatever reason, you know. I get like FIFA once a year, but oh, now I can get Destiny because yeah. it's free and, you know, maybe not but I, I think this could actually really bump it up and make it, you know, help them grow their numbers if it's this- free and if they and it, it depends on if like they keep adding stuff and whatnot, but yeah, I'm I sure think- what I'm sorry. I could feel like like if like that could win over people too, just because Destiny does feel really good to play. So I could definitely see somebody going like, "Oh, it's free. I'll try it." And then, oh, it actually is quite fun. I think what they're doing is smart in that I think you're both right in terms of there will be a lot of people who try it and then maybe play through the base campaign or something, but. Um, they're not making it into like, if you want to play forsaken, you have to pay them $25 or wait until it goes free. That's it. There is no like grind out currency to buy stuff. It is the, the game is like, it's almost like new light is kind of like a demo, um, with a lot of content in it. Yeah. Um, and that, uh, then they're like, no, and then you need to pay for this stuff. Like you can't get the seasons anyway, other than purchasing them for $10. Uh, so I don't know. And I kind of respect that. I mean, because, that's, but those are just battle passes. Like that's whatever. Yeah. But you know, you can, there's, there's ways that you can um, earn currency in a lot of other games. Um, and I'm sure will, something like that'll come to destiny. Eventually. Maybe. I don't know if they do that, then I, I, I would honestly be pretty surprised if they did that because it just seems like that's not what they're, what they're making, but maybe, I don't know. I, They've only been free of Activision for, you know, a couple months. The reason I don't think that'll happen is because when you go to buy the season pass, you do it through the Steam interface. You don't go to an in-game like you can click a link in the in the game, but then it Mm -hmm. opens it up in in Steam for you to buy. So um, doesn't feel as built for that kind of system as something like if you look at like Dauntless as an example, you can. Um, earn platinum through the free version of the battle pass. And then um, in theory, you can't earn enough in one pass to buy it, but you can buy, you can, you can finish the pass as a free player and then buy the, the um, premium version of the pass once you're done and unlock everything. I believe there's a free track and a premium track for the destiny battle pass as well. 
but no matter what, you're going to open a steam window and buy it for $10 if you want it. So it's just, yeah. and, and it's just, that's kind of like the thing that differs from other battle passes and other like seasonal content things. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's it, that game is, I think it's very good. I think it's very fun. I like shadow keep what I played so far. There's some lore implications early on in shadow keep that are really exciting. So trying to look at the season pass for uh season of the undying and see what's in there. And I just get an error. So, uh, yeah, it's going strong. It's weird, but there's some cool stuff in it. You know, it's, it's got, I get fire hose. Oh, two, whatever that means. The, the, the cool thing, um, you get this seasonal artifact that levels up with your battle pass is it and a fire hose. Does it put out the fire <laughs> that is destiny Two? It gives you a, uh, a power bonus and then you can, you can unlock different mods from it um, by leveling it. So uh, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of cool. It's a little less cool than I thought it was. It was initially, I thought that the mods were like mods you were putting on the artifact, but they're actually mods that you pull out of the artifact that you can put on your weapons and stuff. Um, and then the power boost is just a flat. It gives you bonus power. Um, so it, it could be better, but hopefully they'll continue to work on that concept. Uh, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'll, I, I am curious cause like I enjoy playing destiny up to a point, but then like I didn't do forsaken for whatever reason. I don't even remember why mostly just cause I was feeling kind of uh, not great about it after the P- PC. $40, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been playing a lot of other stuff, and yeah, I don't know. There's totally. a lot of stuff coming out. Uh, no, no, yeah, I'm it's curious. to have not played it. But I can like, play through it. Yeah, it's, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, you also played an arcade banger that has just come to yeah. Switch and PC. Yeah, I'm playing it on PC. And, okay. Um, I picked up Killer Queen Black yesterday. Um Ooh which I had never played killer queen before I had always seen it, but um, there weren't any machines that I was aware of in Detroit when I lived there. And that was when I had a group of four other people that I could consider nine other people that I could conceivably go to a arcade with and play. Uh, (laughs) And so um, since moving here, there's three killer queen or killer queen machines in the Seattle area, but I just feel weird going to a bar to play with strangers that in that game, like, on my team, it'd be fine to play against a team of strangers, but playing, I want to play with friends if I'm going to do it in person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I never got around to playing it. Uh, but uh, Killer Queen Black is the home um, port is the, the wrong home word. game. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's uh, it's not a direct port of Killer Queen. It's um, actually got some pretty heavy structural differences. Uh, one being that it is a 4v4 game instead of 5v5. Uh, mm. for Killer Queen Black instead of, and that's um, you know, fairly a fairly big deal. The stages are also a little smaller. Um, and I don't know if Killer Queen had a bunch of different stages, but Black has multiple stages in it. That I think Killer Queen, the arcade game, just has one stage. Um, but Black has a bunch of different stages, and they vary heavily. Like the the economy of the stages varies heavily. Um, but for those who haven't played it, cause I feel like this is a game killer queen is a game that everyone knows about, but has heard the name of, but doesn't really know necessarily what it is. I've played killer queen and I still barely know what it is. <laughs> cause I was drunk. Cause he pl- I played it at a barcade. So it's really an interest. It's a f- really fascinating game. I think the closest comparison is like if you merged 
Dota and Rocket League is kind of like the way about, that I would. What about Dota and IDARB? Even better. That's probably an even better comparison <laughs> yeah, that's a good because one. there's no like there's not really any physics throwing stuff yeah. in it. Um, but uh, but it is a uh, it is a, a platforming side, not scrolling, but um, 2D competitive platforming action game um, where one person plays as the queen of your hive. And then the other three players uh, play as workers and there's three paths to victory, which is what they always say when you start the game. Um, There are berries around the map. So the workers can go and collect those and take them back to your hive. And when you've filled up your hive with berries, then that is an economic victory. Um, You can kill the opposing queen three times. If you do that, you win a military victory or there is a snail in the middle of the map uh, and a worker can jump on it and run it towards their, their goal on their side of the map. And if they, if you successfully get the snail over your, your goal, then you win uh, the round. That, also that classic B tactic. Yes. Get the snail to your um, hive. So snail victory. the result is this is a game. And then, you know, you're controlling, you have, um, workers can grab a berry and then jump in these, uh, like, um, um, like chamber things. He's like, they call them gates, I think. Um, and when you do that, you can, um, come out as a weapon wielding warrior. Uh, and in the arcade game, there's just sword wielding workers for warriors. But, uh, in the, in killer queen black, you can have a mace, you can have a sword, you can have a gun. And then there's also a shield wielding one. Um, that can't really do any damage. That's just like a defensive player. And then uh, a, the ability to like get super speed Um, and like to, to be able to use the gates, they have to either be neutral or your queen has to have recently like flown over them to claim them for your side. You can't use the other side's gates to transform. Um, So the, what, what results is like, it's super, super tight control wise. Um, and you have to kind of keep an eye on a lot of things at once. So like someone always has to be watching the snail. It's all on screen at the same time too. But like naturally, like you might lose track of what's going on with the snail because you're busy trying to collect berries for an economic victory. And then you realize, Oh shit, they have their, the snail is almost over their goal. Fuck. What are we going to do? Um, because the queen or the warriors that are playing weren't keeping track of killing the, the opponents when they're getting on the snail. Um, and you respawn really fast. Uh, and, or you might kind of be like, okay, well I'm collecting berries, but Oh fuck their whole, all three of their workers turned into warriors. And now they're overwhelming our queen because we don't have anyone to, to kind of get their, kill their workers. So Mm -hmm. it creates this like super, super fast. The rounds are like five minutes. Um, from what I've played, I'm sure when you get into higher level play, they last longer but they're really, really fast and a ton of stuff is happening really quickly and it just feels so good to play it. And there is a ton of um, push and pull and sort of strategic, what are we going to do going on in every single match, uh, every round and uh, you play to a best of three. So the whole, the overall match length is a little longer than the the individual rounds. Um and like last night I was playing, I had an amazing game that went to six full rounds and 
Um, I scored us an economic victory in one of them because I was the only one collecting berries. Uh, I managed to kill their queen as a warrior at one point and win us a military victory. Um, I was like watching the slug at one point. So it gives you the ability to feel like you're really having an impact on the match without being. You don't necessarily have to be like super, super twitch skilled to do it, because if you want to go and collect berries or whatever and push towards that, then you can do that. If you want to be the person who's always going down to ride the slug, that's very easy mechanically to do. Um, and it you so you can kind of feel like you're contributing, even if you're not great at platformers or whatever. I mean, and, I've always wanted to just ride the slug, so. <laughs> makes sense that sounds slug snail not slug snail snail oh wow uh, it's different different thing entirely the armor but i think the, I armor totally, will, the armored slug is zoomers are going to be terrible at this game because they'll just ignore the slug they're they're well, zooming god we had there was one game where i was like oh shit the snail <laughs> it was like we were just good we just lost because there was nothing we could do no one was watching the snail and it and it they they won on that it's um, like a Team Fortress game where you're just like, oh, God, the payload. Yes, uh, it's yeah, very or, much or like playing that. Overwatch and you're just like, I've been on the payload for like three minutes and nobody's uh, come to stop yeah. me. Uh, and if you if you're holding a berry, the snail goes faster. Um, so you can there's still a little bit of nuance there. Uh, but like um, dangle the berry in front of the snail like on a <laughs> stick. They should. It, he just holds it above his head, but they really should. Um the the communication tools they put in are pretty good too. Um, they default to voice chat on, um, which I turned that off before I started playing because I don't really need that in my life. But um, they do have uh, a pretty good ping system where you just I've been playing with a controller so far. You just hold down a trigger and press a button to ping, and it's really easy. It's like you hold on the left trigger and a pings the snail uh, X pings, the blue base B pings, the gold base and Y pings the uh, um, gate gates. I think I can't remember, but um, it, it feels really intuitive while you're playing. Cause the snail is usually in the middle of the map and then the bases are on either side. So you just ping, you just push the button that is close on the controller face to where you want to ping on the screen. And then it does it. Um, and it's a pretty, clear ping without being annoying and obnoxious. So you can go like snail, 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 snail. Um, if someone needs to go and kill the thing on the snail. Uh, so yeah, I haven't tried playing as the queen yet. I had a second game last night where our queen was really terrible and it was like painful because the game was very fast and we lost very quickly. <laughs> uh, it happens. Yeah. Um, but it has ranked modes and there's supposedly the thing the the, the black part of killer queen black is that like, the best team, the highest ranked team is going to be, uh, will be black. Like the color of the team It's normally blue and gold, okay. but they're doing some ranked thing where like the high, and I, they haven't f- fully implemented it. And they said that they're still tweaking the like ways that it's going to work, but it's a way to sort of show who like the best players in the game are. They'll, they'll always show up as the black team, which is kind of cool. Uh, the only thing I wish it had is, and they might add this my since my 2019 brain is broken. I wish there was a number going up while I was playing that was like getting me cosmetics or something. I don't okay. think they should tie any gameplay stuff to anything like that because part of the beauty of the game is how it's like everything is just right there. But I would like to be able to get like emotes or profile mm-hmm. page stuff or something because uh, <laughs> that would that's just how 
the world works now. And I feel you like have a sickness. It's okay. Yes. I think we all do. Oh, wow. It's a societal sickness. Okay. We live in we a society. Do live in <laughs> Are you down with it though? Mm, oh no. shit. Can you feel it? Oh God, please stop. Ooh. Anyway, people should buy killer queen uh, black. It's uh, also, uh, uh, uh it, it, <laughs> it's on switch too. And it's cross play. Um, Oh, that's cool. Hello darkness. My old friend. Yeah. So it's the queue times are really quick because <laughs> you're queuing with switch and PC players. So, uh, yeah, 20 bucks. I think it's really worth the $20. Um, you can play it locally on switch too, but I've heard like people saying that there are some issues with local play and that the bots are good, but like I was watching some Kotaku coverage and um, they were frustrated that they couldn't get the two switch local wireless thing to work well. And the developer's response was like, we are working to make sure that this works smoother and more seamlessly, but the game is designed to be played online. So mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. kind of made for you to queue up and play with other people on the internet instead of playing with which, people. Which is co-op. so funny because it's been uh, like almost a decade of like an arcade game. And then like it kind of passed over the whole like local multiplayer thing on like consoles and PC, even though. Yeah. Like, it's not really how people play those games. Biggest, uh, worry because there is a Killer Queen uh, machine at my local barcade, but. I I also haven't been able to like, I don't know enough people who would want to go play it with me. So mm-hmm. I, I was kind of concerned about that for the, the, the home version. Um, but it sounds like that's not what they're going for with it. No. Yeah. It's, it's online. It's a game you want to yeah. play on, 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 on the internet it ranked, you click the ranked button and then you have a little badge that shows your rank and you play with other people. And just yeah. very interesting to me that they made it difficult or you know it doesn't work at that well yeah uh, i think they want it to work better locally than it does i don't think it was intentional but yeah but yeah they're they're definitely trying to push it as a uh as a uh online game that you play Mm -hmm. on the internet that's cool Um, i might have to check it out then Um, yeah we should totally play it too i think um the only thing is i don't know if there's a way to make parties from pc to switch Mm -hmm. um like i don't know if there's any way you can like if you got it on switch, I don't know if we could like play together mm-hmm. purposefully, mm-hmm. which is a conscious choice I made, but given that it's an online game and the switch online, I've never had a good experience with it. I very much was like, yeah, I'm going to get this on PC. I have heard some people complain about controller latency on switch for some reason too. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like so maybe the switch version has a little PC, bit. But... Yeah. It sounds like the switch version has a little bit of work to be done on it to, to be more functional, I guess, to be better. Um, Cool. cool. Uh, I don't have a segue, but maybe, I don't know. I've been having some controller latency issues with this game on the Switch. Um, I've been playing Valfaris on the Switch, which is. Y'all heard of Contra? No, what's the. What is that? No, uh, Contra <laughs> is. I've heard of, I've heard of Hardcore. Uh, hardcore, oh, hardcore. God, hardcore is so bad. Uh, so yeah, Volfaris is like sci-fi. Uh, Contra sci-fi too. Uh, it's a two D side-scrolling, uh, shooty, shooty platformy game. Uh, it's very, it's very sci-fi, very metal. Uh, like just like constant shredding guitar and you know double bass drums kind of through the whole game not as not as wailing as i'd like or like 
over the top as I'd like from the music. Like it's just pretty like consistent, like mm. chugging. Uh, yeah, totally. For most of it, and like you get to boss fights, and the music will really kick in. It's pretty good. Um, but yeah, so this game is you're like some space guy, and you land on this planet, and you do some oh. ridiculous uh, murder to aliens and uh, alien soldiers. So it's like an inverse contra because. Yeah, yeah, you're the alien. <laughs> you're the alien. Uh, up the yeah, world. you're the alien, and I, I think there's some revenge story involved. I don't know. The story is kind of whatever. Also, it's hard to read. I do not like the font choice they made. Yeah, uh, it's very difficult to read. Uh, some weird, weird styling on it. But yeah, so if you don't know what Contra is, you run to the side and you shoot things. You pick up weapons, then you get new wep- uh, You get new abilities with those weapons. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, do the weapons in Valfaris do they feel like Contra power ups, or are they kind of unique? Not pl- so they're they're not power ups. They're actual like discrete weapons. Oh, okay. Uh, and you go into and so you don't you don't like you don't need a Konami code uh, hmm. to advance through the game because uh, there are checkpoints like every I don't know after like major sections you'll have like checkpoints okay. um, and then at those checkpoints you can upgrade your weapons like you start off with just like a blaster pistol and a sword and you uh, like the sword will uh, like when you hit enemies it'll re- get you energy back and then you can use that energy to use like your secondary weapon like the first one you get is like a machine gun kind of thing uh, or like a assault rifle, and then you get like a smaller machine gun, like to replace your main weapon, right? And stuff like that. Uh, and as you upgrade them, you get like oh, advanced, like enhanced firepower, more range, and things like that. Every time you pick up a new weapon, like it zooms in on your character, and like the guitars start wailing, and then they start headbanging. <laughs> That's pretty dumb. It's it's <laughs> it's, it's pretty good, uh, and it they all have like really stupid like over the top uh metal names like uh man o war and hell's fury and nice stuff like that that's fantastic um, yeah uh, why, my favorite gun so my favorite loadout so far has been uh my my small gun shoots out kind of like kind of like a flamethrower not quite but it just kind of does like a short thing in front of me and then if it kills enemies it brings it someone's like wolf spirits all right. And those like fly around the screen and like will damage enemies. And then hmm. uh, like then like a rocket launcher thing. Um, and like you can you've got like a shield that you can put up. And if you uh, if you do it like right before you get hit by like a, a missile or whatever, you can grab the missile out of the air or like whatever shot is coming at you and then fire it back. Or you can use it to like counter a melee attack and stun the enemies. Uh, and so, yeah, it's pretty fun. It's very difficult. Uh, you're, I die a lot. Uh, you probably will too. And like, yeah, part of that is the latency of like trying to get the, like the shield to go off at the right time to like stun the big melee guy who I can only damage if he's stunned. I'm like, why can't I stun him? And it's just not like blocking in time. Right. And um, so with the upgrades for weapons you're talking about, does that mean when you yeah. die, you keep that upgraded weapon? Like it's not like, act- yes. it's not like actual Contra where if you die late game, you're kind no, of boned because yeah. you just have the pea shooters. This is all, yeah, no, this is all persistent stuff. Okay. Uh, you get, so yeah, as you go through the levels, you pick up, st- uh, what are they called? Blood metal. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think that's, what, I think that's what it is. Sick. Uh, and like, yeah, so you, uh, you pick up three. If once you get three blood metal, you can do like the first upgrade on a weapon, 
and then you need like six and then probably nine and then probably 12. I've only gotten to, I've only upgraded things twice uh, and only a few things. Uh, I don't know how long this game is. I'm like maybe 90 minutes, two hours in at this point. Uh, but a lot of that has been just like bashing my head against like a few of the same spots. Um, the art is pretty cool. Uh, it's like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like, P PS one ish, but more high fidelity, like Symphony of the Night, but yeah, more high fidelity. It seems like maybe. I don't know. It seems like a less. Um, it's like Dead Cells with less attention to detail. If that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. D- yeah. Dead Cell. Dead Cells is pretty like noisy. I feel like. Yeah. I don't even know. It's it, it's well no because Dead Dead Cells in some I don't even know how to describe it. It's. Like Dead Cells reminds me of Super Brothers in that it's like that uh, low poly but high detail. Whereas sure. this seems like that, but maybe not quite as high detail, but still more detail than low it's, poly. It's pretty high detail. Uh, I don't know. But when you start bringing poly into it, I'm like, there's two D games. What are we talking about? <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's very like I don't know because Dead Cells is very like pixel art ish where this seems more like sprites and not so pixel arty um sure. i guess it's sprites but uh it doesn't seem so much like pixel art it just seems like it's kind of like animated but i don't even know what i'm trying to say yeah, it's all good <laughs> more more than pixel art it's like if the genesis was better <laughs> there that's kind of like yeah that's where i'm gonna fall on it if the genesis was better it might look like that all right fair enough uh yeah. Uh so it's pretty cool. It's on most platforms, I believe. Uh so you should check you should check it out uh if you're into that kind of contra type uh game or like games with like metal soundtracks. Does it seem particularly replayable or does it just kind of seem like you would finish it and just be done with it? Uh there's no like score or anything, I don't think. Uh there's there's like some I don't even know. Like I've heard there are secrets. I don't know what are qualifying as secrets. Like I found some like maybe bonus areas, but they don't like get you anything like special. They get you like some blood metal that you can use to upgrade. Um, so I don't know if there's anything worth like really going back for other than like you really enjoy playing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but All right. cool. Yeah. I'm not sure about that. It, it's neat though. If you like, and you have to use currency to activate like the respawn points, you'll get like these green shards and if you save the green shards at the end of the like section or at the end of like the stage or whatever, you'll be able to cash those in to get more upgrade points. Right. Or you can, if you have like a full, if you have like four out of four, then the next, like the fifth one you get will actually restore like energy and power. Mm. So there, you know, you can decide if you want to wait to use those, uh, you know, use them to upgrade or if you want to actually set up a safe point for you. Cool. Yeah. Valfaris. Uh, yeah. Valfaris. It's, it's neat. Um, all right. We're going to get into some news. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> well, we'll start, uh, with the, mo- the lighter bit of news. Uh, we can kind of talk about that and where we're at with, uh, the official announcement of Sony's next console's name. 
da, 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 PlayStation 5. Wow. What? <laughs> I am so surprised. Damn, Sony. Mm-hmm. You nailed it yep. again. Uh, <laughs> uh, you think they're going to have the, the S and the 5 be like a mirror of each other? Uh, like font wise? Probably. probably. It could be. They won't. Okay. We do this every time. We do this every time. Sony is like, oh, is Sony going to do this cool thing with their logo or the box or the name? No. It'll I, I be don't the think same I've shit it's always been. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, it's like a larger gaming. Like when PS, like there was the whole talk, like they're just going to call it the PlayStation this time. Nope. Uh, there's the whole like, but last time out, there was stuff around the logo as well, if I recall, that was like, well, will they incorporate the logo on the box because it's been X years of PlayStation? No. Like, I feel like people always come up with ideas for things that are cool that they'll do with their I'm, property. I'm just never saying when it, it says PS4 or PS5, the S and the 5, they're just like, I know, I'm with you. I'm not saying it wouldn't be cool. It's just they don't do cool stuff like that. Eh, we'll see. I, I you know, uh, we talked well, last week. We talked about how uh, we're our faith in Sony is uh, wavering. Pat was not here for that, but yeah, about like the the, the transitions and the odd spate, the odd like just like flash of Sony news where they're like throw all this out there right now. Uh, and then also, I I guess uh, we'll we'll talk about the PS5 stuff more before we get into it. I don't know that there's a whole lot to discuss. Uh, you know, they they came out and they said, "Here's what it's called" in like a tweet. Basically, they just tweeted it out. Didn't it start uh, as an exclusive you know. story with? Uh, so Wired, Wired, yeah. Wired had an exclusive story. I don't know if that was where. Like, I was asleep when all this happened, <laughs> so I don't know if the tweet happened and then like the Wired story came out. It was they came out at like the same time. Yeah, I think it was the Wired um, story basically. first, and then the tweet shortly after. Maybe um, I I kind of give them credit for for the way they've handled this, like the way they're releasing the news, because like they could have done this as some big stage show and been like really pomp and circumstance and spent a bunch of money flying people out. And who knows, they may still have a big stage show at some point. You, but I mean, like, exactly. I do kind of they, appreciate they announced the PS4. <laughs> Well, right, but I do appreciate it. Just kind of said like it's a PS5. Here are some details. Like I don't right. know. I think that's. Yeah. Uh, th- we need these companies to do more of that and less of the like mm-hmm. <laughs> create a specific event that costs a shitload of money and flies a bunch of people around to just you say know, the name it, of the thing. I mean, if they hold a big event, they, you know, that gives people jobs that puts money in the economy. But uh, yeah, I, I think there is uh, like they're going to get the coverage either way. And I think. Right the like this wired story kind of shows like they can just go to wired and be like oh yeah it's the ps5 here's some and like they're even like they've said like oh yeah no we're still prototyping like the controller which sounds pretty neat uh yeah that is the thing that i think sounds the most interesting of this whole the rest of it is kind of like eh, yeah it's a new console yeah, that's for sure it's like uh, it's clarifying some stuff they talked about before like oh yeah it's going to be hardware ray tracing not software uh and then like i think there was some stuff about the uh the SSDs, but yeah, the controller stuff is like kind of the big news from it. Yeah. Um, they so they've talked about like uh, in this article, they talk about how they're implementing some like haptic type feedback uh, to like I think in place of Rumble to like give it a more detailed yeah, um, yeah. 
So and they're stuff. like, Nintendo said HD Rumble, we're going to give you 4K Rumble. They took that seriously, and they're actually doing it. Yep. Yeah, yeah the, the, that stuff is in the Steam controller, which is yeah. one of the things I really like about it. I think you had said that earlier, Allison. Um, that's, yeah, so. I don't really use the Steam controller a lot. Like, it wasn't necessarily, like, this revolutionary controller for me. But the haptic feedback in it was really, really nice. I try and, to use it whenever I – oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, that is that it, that it it was just really nice, and and I can just remember some very good game experiences using it. So I think yeah. that it's kind of the way to go. I actually use that controller whenever I use my Steam Link because it's the only like I don't like Bluetoothing. It seems like anytime I Bluetooth the Xbox or PS4 controller to another device that isn't one of those things, it like never works with the original device again oh, until I like re wipe the hard the the firmware or whatever. Oh. So anyway. Be, to avoid that, I as long as it's not a Twitch like need the right stick kind of game, mm-hmm. um, I which I don't usually play on the Steam Link anyway. I usually play like walking simmy type games because uh, my partner and I sit together and play those. Um, for those games, I use the Steam controller because um, it it feels really nice and I like the feedback. And then it's also an easy like wireless with a dongle kind of controller to plug into the Steam Link. So. Uh. But yeah, so some of the stuff they've done with this, uh, the the new, which they're not calling the DualShock Five yet. Uh, maybe it doesn't have vibration. That's why they're not calling it DualShock. It's the haptic thing. So but it's the next generation different. of vibration. No uh, comment. Don't don't tell my don't tell my <laughs> girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. So there are some interesting things though. Uh, so the haptic stuff. Um, it uses USB C, uh, thank God. Yeah. There, um, and interestingly, you can use it to play through, like using the USB C connection, um, which has been like a criticism from, I believe, fighting game players uh, saying like Bluetooth thing is just not good for it because like there's enough latency. Yeah. From the, so that'll be nice for them. Uh, because like some people like Sonic Fox play on a gamepad and not a fighting stick, um, larger battery uh, and resistant like resistance in the controller, like self-adjusting resistance, which didn't the, doesn't the Xbox one have that for like some racing games and stuff? Or is that no, they just have rumble in the, in the trigger. So they have feedback in the trigger that is. It's not really resistance, but it feels like it, uh-huh. it, um, it, it like it, rumbles it, a bit, doesn't it? It's well, um, like when you play Forza and you yeah. lock your brakes up, it is it feels like it's pushing back against you. Mm. I think all it really is is a motor vibrating in it. Yeah. But in the moment, because of like it does something to your brain where you're mm. like thinking it's pushing back. It works. It feels good. Yeah. It's I'm, not like I've you never kinda, heard anyone talk about it outside of like the launch of the Xbox, yeah, which is funny because it's really cool. I think yeah. it's great. Like, I, I love the way that it, it feels when um like if you play a shooter, like if you play um, like in Ghost Recon, mm-hmm. when when I scope and uh, and snipe someone, you get like a shot of rumble in the in the trigger and it like feels a little bit like recoil. Um, so it, it's a really cool thing. Uh, I think that that trigger feedback and vibration should be a thing that happens more in controllers going forward. And if if the, the if it's actually resistance in the, the PlayStation controller, that would be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, I look forward to hearing more news about those controllers. Uh, the SSD stuff, they kind of talked about what that could possibly do. Um, giving 
possibly cutting down on game install sizes because they don't have to duplicate as much um, data in the install directories uh, and maybe changing the way we like get into games uh, like you can just like browse a multiplayer hopper from like the main UI of the system is kind of what they're pitching as like one way it could be used. This, this, I mean, I'm sure it'll be really cool, but also this sounds so much to me like their way of kind of being like, see, we couldn't do this on a PS4. We just couldn't, we couldn't do this on no, there's no way PS4 interface. Well, no, I know, but, but (laughs) like, it sounds like a bunch of like quality of life stuff that is going to be like nice, but also it's the same. My point is that it's similar to the way that they tried to, it's not similar, but it's sort of, I can see the parallel in language between this and, and the way they talked about like the PS three, in lead up to that. And then the result was, and you can't play PS2 games on it. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and, and so I, I'm I mean, waiting you for play the PS2 on most PS3s. So I'm waiting for the other foot to drop on PS5 where it's like, all this stuff is cool, but it's not backwards compatible. And X, they've already y, confirmed it will be though, but to what extent, like, is that's it that's what only? I'm getting at? Yes. Yeah. 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 We'll see. Um, it'll be interesting to see. None I of your, where it works. Every game is backwards compatible except any of the service games. Those are not. <laughs> they need to design it so that it's Destiny stacks. 2, get out of here. Marvel's need, Avengers, get out of here. They should design it so that it like stacks on top of your PS4. Uh, in oh, a like a Sega looks, Masters. Or was exactly. it the Sega 32 CD? What is it? Yeah. Oh, 32, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, anyway, I think, that's, I think it's funny to hear the way they're talking about that SSD stuff because it's not anything substantive but it's also stuff that makes you go like especially well yeah because like we're not seeing what it actually is they're like pitching stuff yeah Uh, but like being able to like if like you know being able to install only part of a game like i only want the single player i only want the multiplayer that'll be nice because like depending on the hard drive size and it has nothing to a lot of this stuff doesn't actually have much to do with the fact that it's an no, SSD. No, it's just that'll UI be improvements. And the, the things that like, they've shown, like the video that came out with the Spider-Man, whatever it was showing that mm-hmm. like you can have an SSD in a PlayStation four and you'll get better load times, but this is totally, but they're not designed yeah. to utilize them. Really? Yeah, This is like adding whole different, like threads almost to actually sure. like, to yeah. make it as efficient. And as that could possible, be good. And I've heard, cool. I thought I heard at some point Cerny talking about like, using virtual ram from the ssd to improve um like cache time like cache size or something like that i don't remember but but there was something about like the ssd not just there's potential for it to improve performance beyond just load times yeah Mm -hmm. um which would be cool they're saying it's a I, I can't remember if it's I, I saw somewhere that I believe it's uh, an eight core processor, like an eight core Ryzen. I'm not um, sure. It could be. And if, it, if it's Ryzen based and they uh, they were talking about this on the giant bomb cast, but maybe does that mean they're working with like an M.4 or M.2 mm-hmm. like PCI four drive, which has like obscene like really, transfer, yeah, speeds. Really yeah. transfer speeds. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I just think it's but, funny. That would be really expensive. Yes. And yeah. I don't, I don't well, know. I don't that, think they could do that. Um, I, it, it, I think it's just funny. The SSD stuff is, is, is that both Sony and Microsoft are doing like 
it totally is has benefits. I just think it's it's funny because like I played some Skyrim this week, uh, also from a really cool total conversion mod that I'll probably play more this week and maybe talk about next week. But um, and like I have that installed on my SSD. I don't see load times for it. It it just you just click a fast travel point and you go there. And like it's really great. Don't get me wrong, but we've been doing this for a long time. And totally, it's it's like the first time that a lot of players on console are seeing yeah. it. But a lot of the first adopters that are going to be buying this thing on launch day know how SSDs work. So it's. I, but I think there are plenty of people who do not, who like who are going to be there on launch day are not like PC players. I don't. I just don't know how many of them are reading wired stories to get nitty gritty details oh, about I, the PS5. I, I think That's there all. is a, a hard, I, more people play only on console than play on PC and console. I think. Yeah, that's not, I guess what I'm and, getting at is. And like who, who like play, who are like, who like seriously play on console and like would be interested in this stuff. Yeah. I Maybe I not. probably I just have a warped perception. The perception I have is that a lot of the people who are super enthusiast about this stuff understand how SSDs work. So it's interesting that yeah. they're like, so they're they're spending so much time on on that. I just both companies again. It's just funny. Mm-hmm. To, like I think they could have just said, "Hey, it's got an SSD. It's going to lead to some cool performance stuff and really fast load times." Done. Yeah. Like uh, that. That to me is the extent of that conversation. And it seems like they're spending a lot of air. Like that Microsoft perf- uh, conference when they were talking about Scarlet, they spent so much time talking about like SSDs yeah. and it's just yeah. like I, I knew I knew it was going to be something like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, at some point, there's just a lot of PR words. Like if you look at the Wired article, there's like this whole not paragraph, but a that's whole, what I, that's what there's I a whole mean, big yeah. section about how the GPU can be used for machine learning, and that means nothing. Like that literally means nothing. <laughs> so like exactly. there, there's yeah. there is definitely a lot of stuff you have to parse through and be like. Does this actually mm-hmm. mean anything? Because like this SSD thing from the demo that or that wasn't a demo, but the thing yeah. that leaked did look good, but like it doesn't really translate to it'll have an SSD. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I, I, I'll um, say in our chat, I was pretty lukewarm on all this news. Uh, mm-hmm. I, relatively lukewarm. Yeah, on like it, yeah. it's kind of it's kind of everything we expected, and it seems very iterative on the current generation. Whereas it yeah. seems like right. uh, Microsoft is aiming for doing something completely different with xCloud, even though one could argue that like the PlayStation Sony Sony's uh, been doing PlayStation now yeah. for a while. And like, you know, whether the quality of that is has been there or not there, they've you know, they've been working on it. They're presumably working on improving it. They did that price cut we talked about. But it's the quality is fine. I think it's more the ethos behind what the service oh, yeah. is. Yeah. Like I played, yeah. I keep saying it every time it comes up, but I played Red Dead on PS Now last year and it was fine. It played great. I didn't mm-hmm. notice any latency yeah. that was affecting gameplay at all. Yeah. Now, now it seems like they're actually taking like the competition seriously with that stuff, like reducing the price point by like half. It, yeah. Uh, and so. honestly, if if they, I could see signing up for that service if they if a year from now it becomes clear that it's like okay well if you don't want to buy a ps5 i mean they're not going to do this but if you don't want to buy a ps5 and you have a pc with then you can you can stream ps5 games to it i would consider that like stadia won't work for me as a constant this is how you play all your games but if i could say okay i'm going to use x amount of my data this month to play this game streaming yeah um yeah and and sign up for a monthly service like that where i feel like i don't have the same investment you know yeah um, i mean if there's like i think if there's a playstation app that i can download on my switch i'd be into that 
I know it's never going to happen. I don't think it'll ever happen. Well, it would but be that, really that would be great. But I feel like, like you can play PS Now on PC, but, but I don't think it'll have new PS Five. You can you do it on your phone now too. I think. I feel like you can at least stream. You can do remote play to your phone. I but I think you can, you can do PlayStation. You now, can maybe. But, uh, can you, you do PlayStation to. Now uh, to your phone. I believe. Well, hmm, I don't know if his PlayStation they Now just directly. Did, they, it I doesn't work it over Wi-Fi. Yeah, but otherwise it might just be remote play that you can access PlayStation. Yeah, I think it's just remote play. Oh, oh, I could huh. I could totally see there being an Xbox app on the switch, given their recent relationships, oh, yeah. though. So that that, that, that's that's more yeah. what I'm getting at is because I think Sony um, is being a bit of a dinosaur with regards to like how they're treating, oh, you know, the competition. Yeah. yeah. An important thing to um, we don't have to go deep, deep on it, but um, it it's, speaks to what you're talking about, Alex, with the way that my Xbox and Microsoft is going forward. Um, people should keep an eye out on this Microsoft Flight Simulator thing. Because it is, even if you don't care about sim games, they have over two petabytes of satellite and AI built data that was done through Azure and Bing Maps data. Mm -hmm. So essentially what they've done is created a height map of the entire planet with accurate textures and visuals. If you, you should look up Microsoft Flight Simulator video. It is stunning. Yeah, it looks super cool. It's insane. They've modeled the entire planet in VFR, which is visual flight rules. So you can you can fly by eye anywhere in the world. They've modeled tiny villages in South America all the way up to if you look at their recreation of Manhattan, it looks almost as good visually as like Spider-Man from a aerial shot. Of course, obviously, if you went down to the street, it wouldn't. But it like the buildings look real and the the water looks incredible and everything. And part of the way that they're able to do that is they are streaming assets from that game to you while you play. Um, and that is tied into the, I mean, it's not, they're not using the word X cloud with it, but obviously like Azure is streaming X cloud, just like it's streaming a lot of these, this data for yeah. Microsoft flight simulator to you while you're playing so that you don't have to download a two petabyte game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, sure. it's, that stuff is like what that could mean for the future of like, it feels like with how good, even at the ground level, Microsoft flight simulator looks, it wouldn't be long until you could be playing a open world RPG in a scale version of a real city using similar rendering technology, mm -hmm. just applied to a smaller area. Um, or you could be playing the division in a real version of New York. That's what I mean. Yeah. Um, you could be playing. Oh my Rock God, Alex. What if they like applied this to blocks. Midtown Madness? Please bring oh, back yeah, Midtown man. Madness with being in Azure cloud data. Crazy taxi. No, just Midtown Madness. Or crazy taxi. Real, real San Francisco. How about motocross madness? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Because I mean, it does mountains and stuff too. And yeah. yeah. Bring, anyway. bring back them. them things. What? Okay. Uh, one more piece of Sony news is the uh, PlayStation VR two patent kind of leaked. Uh, the same people who uh, kind of uncovered the PlayStation five dev kit uh, patent, the weird box with the big fins on the top cut out, like in a V cut out, um, ugly as which hell. turns out is actually the dev kit for the PS five, uh, which was confirmed. Um, they have also uncovered a patent that was filed back in like February for a wireless headset for the uh, PSVR um, that's got like camera cameras mounted on it, two on the front, one on the back, uh, and transmits data via Bluetooth 
to the console. There's no like official word on this, but maybe that's what they're going for for the uh, next PlayStation VR. It'll be interesting to see if that pans out. There's like a camera on the move controller as well. So who knows if like as soon as you remove like you've got the Oculus Quest, as soon as you remove like the cable from that, like VR becomes so much more promising. And as soon as you said the PlayStation move controller, I I keep forgetting it exists. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to bring that. No, it's fine. Back Sorry to, you. to remind you. It's fine. It's just a bit of existential crisis. I'm like, wait, oh right. There's a whole part. Of I, mean, I did that, that too, and existed. I own two of them because I have PSVR, <laughs> and I'm still like, what? Oh wait, that's a thing I have. I gotta say, like, people should buy an Oculus Quest and not a PSVR. I, you know, I'm, I'm honestly... <laughs> it, depend, it depends on what is going on with the uh, with the uh, PSVR 2, like, I at guess. this point. Yeah, but uh, who knows? Yeah. Like, Maybe, uh, I don't see how you could get better than... You, well, if you've, got, if you've got a PS5 and you don't have a you don't have a game PC, PC. Yeah, sure, that you could sure. plug your quest into whenever that becomes available. Um, but I'm, yeah, like yeah. once that becomes a thing, I'd be interested in checking out an Oculus Quest. We also need to see if the quest, um, if if what it means works. is you can literally like, can I buy a game on Steam today that is Oculus compatible mm-hmm, and then yeah. plug my quest in in six months and then it just works? Yeah. Or is it that, like that would be the hope? You would hope, but who knows if it's going to really work that well. That said, everything about the Oculus Quest so far has been, I don't think it's going to work as well as they say, and then it does. So uh-huh. uh, <laughs> I, I'm really curious about that hand tracking stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. And I'm also, so excited. Super that's, cool. that's I, was, I was seeing some reviews for, oh, God, it's like Asgard's Wrath or something. It's like a yeah, like I've RPG, seen but it's only it's on like the Rift S or, you know, the regular Rift. Um, but they're saying it's like a 20 plus hour game and it's really good oh like cool. yeah i Gods saw someone yeah someone gave it like a nine out of ten i don't remember awesome. which publication but well, everyone's look, like this game is awesome i'll look forward to hopefully playing that with my quest in uh wow this looks great yeah i hadn't even heard about this look forward to playing this hopefully with my quest uh when you can plug it into a pc yeah uh so last thing about Sony is the same day that they announced, they did this whole PS5 shenanigans, they laid off dozens, mm-hmm. quote unquote, dozens of employees for redundancy. Some people had to like reapply for their jobs or re-interview for their jobs. Uh, it's just like, come on, guys. Yeah. Really good look to announce the future of your company and how you're going to make a shit ton of money on this new thing and then lay a bunch of people off. Yeah. And- well, and like a lot of the people they let off were like PR people. Yeah. And that seems to be the thing they most need right now. <laughs> it is just, yeah, I don't know. There, yeah. Uh, Sony's, there's Sony's there's a lot of, there's a lot of questions around Sony right now uh, from like Sean Layden, just like suddenly leaving with no, like kind of like, Oh, and here's like, what's going to go on. I, I still don't think Sean has said anything. His Twitter has always been pretty quiet. He only pipes up every once in a while, but Still odd that he didn't say anything. Uh, whole weird situation over at Sony. Yeah, I just feel like Sony doesn't have a figurehead right now. 
Like sure, there's Jack Ryan, but yeah. like the, I don't see. I, him I don't as think a they want to. Yeah, like I don't think they want to have a figurehead. Just bring back Cat. It's Jim bring, Ryan, not Jack oh, Ryan. Yeah, you're right. But what <laughs> if Jim Ryan? Jack Ryan <laughs> has is no longer president of the United States. Now he's head of Sony. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, uh, but um, like if they could just bring back Kaz Harai, I would be totally into it because Kaz is like. He, and so they, you just want cast, so they'll put out Ridge Racer yep. on the PlayStation 5. Exactly. Uh, it would increase my desire to purchase a PlayStation 5 if they put out a Ridge Racer on it. We'll say right now. Imagine how giant the enemy crabs uh, could be. Uh, <laughs> if, if Where has Shuhei been? He just like... yeah. He vanished. Uh, he he like he retweets some stuff. Yep. Uh, yeah. He's asking for more levels in grindstone. He's really <laughs> still alive. It's just I don't see him talking about I I, I think Sony doesn't want anybody like in front. Like I that really seems like the approach they're taking they don't want anyone on a stage like being the face of the company Which is really how so it seems. So bad cuz like look at Microsoft you, right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I would I would lay my life on the line for Phil Spencer. Are you kidding yeah, me? He's wonderful. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, uh, even when Sony had like cool people, it always seemed like they were cagey about. Uh, and I'm sure there are still cool people at Sony, uh, but like when they had people who were more in like those front facing roles, it still seemed like they've been pretty cagey about like having those people do like fun things. I don't know. Jack don't Jack know. Trenton seemed like he'd he'd murder a man. <laughs> Oh, Jack, yeah, Jack, but, Jack was great. I was a big but, Jack fan. Like you, like you look at like I don't know, kind of using the giant bump couch as a metric, like as like a bar. Like you get like you know you get a lot of like high up Xbox people there. Like same thing with Nintendo. Like you don't get a lot of people from Nintendo doing stuff like that. Like they do like the buttoned up like oh we're gonna show our game demo and and then like Sony seems like kind of the same thing. But nobody like criticizes Nintendo for it because they've got likable people at, at least front. at least nintendo's got the treehouse streams yeah they've got the treehouse streams and like the, when they do their directs usually they at least have a person or two in there to like say a few words oh yeah and they or a voice or something they had the whole like well, i mean the, sony has a voice but it's so disconnected yeah i guess like, that's true yeah like i mean they had a I sense of humor because like i mean sony did have a sense of humor with their stupid like oh you can play used games here hand it to your friend thing with uh what was that shuhei and yeah. uh adam, yeah. adam boys but like yeah. i feel like adam boys and shuhei's relationship like even like losing adam and uh john drake was kind of uh it shifted a little bit the way that they mm-hmm. present i mean not that those dudes were in front of the camera all the time mm-hmm. but it shifted the way that their presence was in like a PR marketing space. Well, I mean, Adam was early on in the PS4 days. Uh, but yeah, he was. John Drake yeah. was more just, you know, behind the scenes, like yeah. doing developer but I relations. I feel like but. he was influencing the tone of the way that their the, the conversation went. I mean, if he, he wasn't, he came in kind of maybe. Late, I don't know. I feel like, like I feel like they stopped being fun after the two of those guys left. <laughs> That's oh, oh I think they stopped being fun after Adam left and like John was there for a while. Like he just left and Sony has been not fun for a little while. Uh, yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, get Matt Castle. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Toasty. Uh, uh, yeah. Like that, that would be, that would be a legendary E3 or like PlayStation five reveal is just please welcome to the stage. <laughs> Matt, Matt Kessler. <laughs> And he, he walks he, out with a letter in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> and just, then he just roasts 
Dave Lang for oh, yes. the entire presentation. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's uh, the speaking Sony. of Dave Lang. What? Because Iron Galaxy's doing the board of the. Overwatch. Oh, okay. I oh, did not know okay. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Iron Galaxy, as far as I know, do it does is doing. Oh, so, so you're saying this is all Dave Lang's fault? Yeah, Dave this Lang. Whole, this whole situation we're about to about to discuss. Wait, before we yeah. get into crappy stuff, uh, Reggie was admitted to the Video Game Hall of Fame for, oh, yeah, for a yeah, lifetime achievement award, which I think is He's, pretty great. I think that's that's good. Yeah. Yes. If anyone. I can't think of many other, there are other people who should get that, but I can't think of that many other people who, uh, in like a marketing, like president kind of role. Yeah. That should get that more than him. Yeah, totally. He, he kind of revitalized Nintendo in a really needed way, especially in North America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even I, since he I, left, he's already like, he's been so fun to follow and, oh yeah. and said a lot of cool yeah, stuff. And totally. I, he didn't have a Twitter before. No. No, not yeah, before. Which is, yeah. yeah, which is like kind of what we were saying. Like, you know, Nint- Nintendo doesn't really have like people who are out there. They're just kind of like hey, they're in a video and you'll get like interviews, but that's all you're going to get. You're not going to get like them being fun or like personable, really, uh, which is interesting. Um, uh, I mean, Doug Bowser's on Twitter, but. OK, uh, yeah, maybe it's just Reggie's person. I don't know. Uh, I'm just, you know, throwing ideas out there, but. Our next news story is, I don't know how you could miss it. It's been everywhere. Oh. It's been in the New York Times. It's been on oh, NPR. Boy. It's been on all the gaming sites. It's been on Twitter. Everybody is angry at Blizzard. Yep. I mean, yeah. Uh, it's it bad. Yep. So yes. I think there's a lot of stuff. If we really wanted to dive into the story, there's a ton of context we should give, but that would take hours. Yeah, so I think we should not. be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, um, let's. We can do what. That's kind of outside of the scope of what yes. we the, this podcast. But what is what is the what is this story? The down and dirty of this story. Someone, please. I I well, kind I mean, of I think, know, but I don't know the details. Right. I think now. we can. Yeah, I mean, there was a a, Hearth, a major Hearthstone tournament um, the last weekend. Um, and uh, Blitz Chung, the player that ultimately was it, won. Was, this was in China, I guess. Uh, so he's from Hong Kong. As far as I know, it was a remote tournament. It was not a LAN. Yeah, um, okay. So like he had a webcam on him and then the, okay. the, the, the desk folks had a webcam on them. Um, and he is from Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Um, and Blit, they were interviewing Blitz Chung after he after the, the tournament. And um, one of the things I don't remember the exact quote. I don't know if you have it in front of you, Alex. Liberate Hong Kong revolution of our age. Is that yeah, the- I think that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the casters hit under the desk when he said it. Um, and then the, uh, the on Monday, they uh, announced that they were pulling his tournament winnings, banning him for six months from playing the game professionally and firing the casters that were on the desk. Well, uh, it was originally that, that he was going to be banned for a, a full year, a full year. OK, yeah. 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 Yes. Uh, today they have, which they have changed. Does, I mean, he, yeah, first Friday on Friday, Friday. Yeah. Last night. Yeah. He has said multiple times he's not going to play Hearthstone again. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, mean, uh, honestly, I don't know why they think he him. would. Yeah. So it, it doesn't. <laughs> why the anything, fuck would you but, think he would ever? want to play your trash ass game again <laughs> uh, when he could uh, move to a new card game yeah, because uh, yeah. like there because there are no other car, digital card games uh hearthstone's but, yeah. like the worst one now too sorry to hearthstone fans out there but yeah like the whole situation is just insane 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this ties into th- the thing that we can't get into because if we want to talk about the so, situation in Hong Kong right now, it would there be have been, how long there have been protests months, going for how long? Months. months. Yeah. For months. Like, yeah. Um, it's been uh, a contentious yeah. situation for a and, while. And, and I will say, I don't think it's our responsibility or really even our like, uh, right to get into, to like yeah. explain them. But you do, I think have a responsibility as an adult to go and read about that stuff because it is an extremely important world news topic and um, getting educated on it is really important to global politics, specifically to human rights in China. And you should also try to read about um, some of the uh, other human rights violations that China is committing to um, certain Muslim populations. Um, Like that there, there's a lot of stuff that is important to get a handle on and understand. And I think it's a unique topic in for anyone in the United States, I think it's a unique topic because it is one of the very few things that exists in the world right now that for the most part, I think we can kind of look across party lines a little bit and see it as see problematic stuff, regardless of what your opinions on current politics are. With that said, it's important to note too, some of the authoritarian shit that is happening in China is also happening in the United States because yeah. of our current administration. So I'm not suggesting yeah. that Americans get on a soapbox about it. either. One thing to note about all of this <clears throat> specifically with China, I can't speak to America. I'm not, not American, mm-hmm. but uh, you're not Chinese no, either. No, I am also not Chinese, <laughs> but one of the biggest issues that has come across with the current administration is just rampant censorship, uh, which right. is yes. actually what, largely what this is turning into is because blizzard is an american company that is giving into the the current uh she's uh censorship yes uh and so one of the things so yeah there has been a lot of backlash in the last week about this to blizzard people deleting accounts canceling subscriptions Mm -hmm. uh with you know to like wow and things like that i mean i deleted hearthstone off of every device i have because i'm like Mm -hmm. i and a good conscious yeah. conscience uh, think, support this anymore. Um, the, uh, the, uh, there's also a, a push right now for people to create fan art of May mm-hmm. using. Yeah. So the, I was going to get into that. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. You can share that. So yeah. Um, well, yeah. So on Friday, uh, just, you know, yesterday, um, they released a statement saying like the president oh. of blizzard put out a thing basically, yeah. basically doubling down on what they did, but saying like, Oh, well we're going to maybe the punishment was too much. We're going to give the winnings back or, you know, we're going to give them their winnings, even though they said they were going to, uh, you know, withhold the winnings because of this. And, um, I believe they also reduced the, reduced the suspension to six months instead of I a believe year. For they, the he also blatantly said it had nothing to do with China. Yes. So it had nothing to do with China when the Chinese branch of Blizzard on Weibo, which is a Chinese social media site in a message says we will protect the party or defend the honor of the party. I can't remember the exact quote, but it was very honor of China, I think is what it's very like maybe the honor of the country. Maybe Uh, it was very much like this is a very much like a it's about China thing. Um and yeah, so it's who knows like wh- who it 
we don't know if it was like the Chinese branch of Blizzard who was like having to do this or the American branch of Blizzard, but it's like a whole, it's a big corporation. The American branch is like the main branch and they are, their messaging on it has mainly come out of this American branch. So mm, I don't know. And uh, there's a, there's an extent of this that is like, um, it doesn't particularly like it doesn't necessarily matter if it's coming out of the Chinese branch or the American branch too, yeah. because like either way they're infringing on the free speech rights yeah. of a player. And it's, it's, it's definitely sticky to get into opinions on the politics of it. I get, I don't think it's that personally, that's, I have pretty strong convictions about where, where I lie personally, but I understand that as maybe a corporate entity, they don't feel like they have the right to comment on politics in China and mm-hmm. Hong Kong, but we're talking about a pretty cut and dry case of free speech. Yeah. It's not right. really uh, like the, the chestnut that people are wheeling out that I've seen the, the, the I mean, almost no one is defending them, but the, in the rare instances where I've seen it, it's like, well, would you say the same thing if the person had said like, make America great again, Trump 2020. And my response would be like, yeah, I don't think they should get banned from the game and have their prize money pulled for saying something like that in the stream. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that person sucks and they should have easy for blizzard to say like, uh, the opinions of people who are playing in these games are their own. Uh, I mean, it's kind of like, yes, exactly. Yeah, Like it's not, I don't see how this is necessarily like, like there's all the, I feel like in the statement, they were saying stuff like, Oh, well, since they represent us, it's like, well, it's not like you're, like an official blizzard employee who's using your capacity as a blizzard employee to say uh pro hong kong messaging it's like this is somebody who is clearly playing in a blizzard game but not necessarily like speaking for blizzard so i it's just it's just bizarre i think yes totally um yeah i think in in the way that they talk about it as a political statement is like can be frustrating is frustrating too because it's kind of this is a big enough there's enough weight behind this that it's a bigger thing than like a u.s election or something like that like it's so important that it's the sort of thing where you kind of should give them leeway even if it is in violation of your policy um Mm -hmm. because we're talking about like can you like (laughs) the imagine if it was something relating to the U S and someone said something and it was, and it was a sentiment that was carried very heavily Mm -hmm. in the U S or something overwhelmingly, would they make the same decision? Maybe, I don't know. Um, and so it's frustrating that it very much feels like it is just profit minded. It is just about not losing business in China because it's, I would guess their biggest market at this point. I don't know. Maybe there's still a larger market Probably. in the U.S. But it, there's got there's a lot of people think, in China. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I would think that uh, they make more money there than yeah. they do here. And so, so yeah, people have been because China is so heavy on the censorship. Uh, you were alluding to it and tried to mention it. Is people have been turning May, uh, the Chinese character from Overwatch, into a pro, like liberate Hong Kong yeah. meme mm-hmm. icon and, kind of thing, which has been great and. And they uh, it, part of the point is to get them to ban Overwatch. Yeah, exactly. China. Yeah. And yeah. to, you know, hurt Blizzard's bottom line, but get them to ban Overwatch. Like, and it, you know, they because China does censor censor stuff like that. Um, it's like exa- like Winnie the Pooh gets censored from yep. like screenshots of Kingdom Hearts because 
people compare the president to Winnie the Pooh. Like they say, oh, he looks like Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. And Which like, is such a strange thing in the first place because oh, it's a very it's a very authoritarian. Like, absolutely. oh, I don't like this and it can't be done. Like, and I don't remember if you pointed it out, Alex, or if I saw it independently. But um, it's interesting too. Uh, currently, their Call of Duty mobile game is in the certification process in China to be oh. released there. And it's an interesting, it's interesting timing wise that, that <laughs> all of this stuff comes out as call of duty mobile is waiting in the wings to be approved for their audience, because that game is going to make them yeah. millions and millions yeah. of dollars uh, for uh, those who are unaware why that is relevant. Uh, Activision makers of call of duty, call of duty and blizzard are one entity yeah. Activision, Activision blizzard. blizzard so, think if you look a little bit to at some of um bobby codex um history uh perhaps outside of what we maybe would have looked at uh-huh. uh, before a couple of years ago um there's some interesting stuff there that kind of shows that that i don't think that dude really gives a shit about Anything. Oh yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Related to I, I, human rights, or, or or you know, yeah. No matter what, I think this is this past week has been a really interesting inflection point for everything regarding the Hong Kong protests. Between this, between the South Park episode being banned in China and people being banned mm-hmm. from China for liking the South Park episode, specifically like mm-hmm. Zed the DJ being banned. Um, but when it, what? yeah, I don't know if you saw that. He liked to tweet about the South Park thing, so China banned him. Um, but. Something something I do want to say, like, yes, I agree with all the protests that I think, like, uh, the the efforts that are going on in Hong Kong right now are extremely important. But something I also have a few friends who work at Blizzard, and they've been talking about how they've been getting harassed on the streets. And these are just mm-hmm. everyday programmers or artists or whatever. And yeah. I think yeah. people still do have to note the individuals of blizzard the individuals the citizens mm-hmm. of china they might not all share these same beliefs that the corporate oh, entities course. do oh, yeah, and definitely. i think like yeah. i just want to encourage people to not demonize chinese citizens not demonize uh blizzard employees yeah. activision employees right it, this yeah. is all talking administrative high level really Absolutely, insane things yeah. that are going on it is um and obviously i don't believe in harassing employees of a company for things like this full stop. Like there's no caveat or, or exception to that. I will say, I think an important thing um, in is if you, as someone who is American and dealing with our own political struggles, if you are a professional who has the ability to, um, to, to sort of speak up in your workplace and push towards maybe finding work somewhere else, that kind of thing, not everyone has that mobility or ability at all. So I'm not suggesting that you're, you must quit your job, but I would encourage people to, it's, it's a really touchy subject. You should never harass someone, but I also think saying, Hey, I just work at blizzard. I, 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 it's, there's a certain amount of like, we're hitting a point in the United States in particular right now, where there's a lot of across the board, there's a lot of hand washing, that happens because people say, well, I just work at the insurance company. It's not my fault that you can't get X medication and stuff like that. And while that's true, the fact that people are put are held in those positions and kind of suppressed is part of why things continue to get worse. So I think just 
across the globe, we should look at the best thing to do is to look at Hong Kong as an example of like, these people are sacrificing a lot mm-hmm. for their rights. And we should do what we can, whether it's not buy a blizzard game or whether it's, you know, more donate money or whatever you can. Um, and harassing people is never the answer, but, uh, but also, you know, try to do something too. Yeah. I bet, I bet Bungie is real happy as they are not part yeah. of that whole situation anymore totally. right now. Yeah. Uh, going back to destiny two and that launch. Um, yeah. I, it'll be interesting to see what happens in like two weeks or so at BlizzCon. Yeah. Yeah. There's a protest plan, an umbrella protest plan there, um, which will be interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a, Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think maybe, there's also maybe a buy a digital ticket. Just to watch. God. <laughs> there's, I don't think don't, you'll need to buy digital to see that. the good stuff. Uh, <laughs> um, I think it's, there's also been an interesting angle to this. Uh, Tim Sweeney was kind of out there talking about how they would, he would never like Epic would never do the same thing, would never, you know, violate someone's right to free speech. Um, mm-hmm. They were like a professional Fortnite player, which is relevant because Epic is 40% owned by Tencent, Tencent yeah. which is yeah. um, almost an extension of the Chinese government. Frankly, mm-hmm. um, they're, kind they're of, yes. I believe the biggest corporation in China, that could be incorrect, but they're Maybe the, biggest. the biggest in the world. At this point. Yeah, yeah, they might yeah they might be the biggest in the world. Um, and they are very much sort of an enforcement arm, um, of the government in a lot of ways in the, uh, mm-hmm. entertainment space. Um, so for Sweeney to say that is a, is pretty bold. I, I don't know. It's easy to say that when it's, it's it hasn't happened. Foolish, it's a foolish thing to do. Uh, just well, like, is it, I don't know. I don't know about the, foolish. I don't, like, I, don't, I can't remember the exact wording, but it just becomes a point where it's like, there's a point where you have to like step on what people are saying and be like, yo, no. And maybe that's, you know, maybe his, what he said, oh. there's room for that. But like, yeah, no, I don't think it was necessarily saying like, you can say anything you want. It, it was just, uh, they, they, he yeah. made it clear that it, he wouldn't let their business interest in China dictate mm-hmm. how they, how they, they, uh, moderate their events and the people playing their games. Um, mm-hmm. And people pressed him on it. One thing I don't really, I don't, I don't, I have mixed feelings on Tim Sweeney as a, as, as a, as a person, but what his um, rap battle on Twitter, didn't <laughs> over. but, but I give him a lot of credit. One thing he's good at is when, when he's on Twitter and people reply to him, he actually does a pretty good job of trying to engage and mm-hmm. respond back. And so some people were like pressing him, like, so you're saying that your relationship with Tencent, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, yes, I am the majority owner in Epic. Mm-hmm. I'm not concerned about our partners. You know, we'll do what the, the right thing mm-hmm. when it comes to um, protecting players rights to speak. So, and that's been a sentiment that's come out through um, other companies as well. <laughs> I know high res released a similar sense statement. Um, uh-huh. And uh, there's been a few other card games kind of trying to court Blitzchung and I'm sure that's profit minded and trying to buy in oh, on the controversy course. a little bit. But they also have said, you know, good stuff about how they don't believe mm-hmm. in taking those kinds of actions. It, so. And it should be noted, some companies are actually doubling down the other way as well. Um, League of Legends. Uh, I don't know if you saw the statement. Oh, that yeah. Came out from they, that. Yeah. No political speech. Yeah, they're not. They're like, they're, they're, <laughs> I hadn't seen that. We, re, we have reminded our casters and pro players to refrain from discussing any of these topics on air. Shocking. I, I, well, yeah, they've got, I think, oh, where is Worlds this year? I think it might be in China. Shocking. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Riot Games? What? Really? They would do yeah. something like this? Yeah. 
Uh, let's I thought see the culture where, was changing there. You know, so like, I'm really glad to hear that Epic is going that way. High res is going that way. Yeah. And, and like people yeah. are actively like making a point to come out and say, yes, we have these beliefs, but it's also kind of concerning to see the other side of things coming out too. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a wider, it's also, you know, there are U S senators talking about this issue. Yeah. Just yeah. like, it's, they only it's, ever dip into video games otherwise to like blame them for gun violence and stuff. Like Basically. it's across the board. It's been like, you've got people, you've got left and right leaning people going, coming at this from the same direction. Yeah. Waypoint kind of talked about this a lot on their Friday podcast where like, you know, you have to kind of look at like the reasoning behind some of these people. Sure. Yeah. Of course. And, and you know, they're, you know, Marco Rubio, is probably, you know, saying, you know, coming out and saying stuff about this for different reasons than you or I are interested or saying things about. This. Yeah, potentially. I think that there is a genuine sentiment from some of these people. And I mean, people who know me at all know that I fucking hate Marco Rubio. So don't yeah. get don't don't get it twisted. But there's a there's a um, I think to some extent that there are. This also shows to me that while I'm sure there are differing motivations for some people, there are also still some things that mm-hmm. we can agree are not okay. Um, and and I do think that like free speech is one of the, we can argue about like where the line is on free speech. Obviously, I don't think that like freedom of speech means that you should be able to go on Twitter and be a Nazi. Um, but but I think that like. I, I, I don't know. I think that there's one one of the things that's been a little refreshing, a, a kind of bright spot in how dark all of this is, is is seeing something that kind of is bigger than the political issues that we're experiencing um, here uh, between left and right. Does it mean that I am going to go buy Marco yeah. Rubio coffee and have a nice conversation with him? No, he's a he's a, no. Um, <laughs> but but it, it is helpful to see that there's still something on an extreme end that we can kind of agree on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, well, on that uh, note, good luck. Good <laughs> luck to Blitz Chung and all the people of Hong Kong. Uh, yeah. And everyone who's, you know, got a revolution that they're opened and maybe not everyone who has a revolution is hoping to start. I bet <laughs> yeah, some of those people are yeah, not so that's, good. That's, that's a big blanket statement. There's to probably make. some uh, bad revolutions that I don't know about happening in the world right now. Yeah. I don't know. I'm playing AI, the Al Borland, the Somium file. <laughs> I don't know. There's some like secret society stuff that I'm, mm. uh, well, that is going to do it for this episode 19, <laughs> 90, 92, 91. 90, Where 91. Are we? Almost to 20. <laughs> It's it's one fifteen in the morning for me. Uh, episode episode ninety one. Uh, uh, thanks for joining me, everybody. Uh, you can find me, Andre Cole. On, I don't even know if I said my name at the beginning. I don't know. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Coolslaw C O O L S L four W. Alex, where can people find reminiscing you? Reminiscing about episode nineteen. Oh yeah, that's a good yeah. one. The fine vintage. Allison, where can people find you? Find me on Twitter at W-R-I-T-E-R-S-E-R-E-N-Y-T-Y. Uh, and also same uh, username for Instagram and 
I mentioned that only because I saw Lizzo last night and took some pictures. And did you see that uh, Goose Game trailer cut to juice? I did. I did. It's very good. Uh, Pat, where can people find you? Find me at PJC Plays. And you can once again, you can find our game reviews, some news stories going up on fix.space, all the hottest news, only the most important things that you need to know about. uh, Nothing else. Uh, (laughs) Galarian, Galarian, I don't know how you say that. The the ponytail that looks like cotton candy. Uh, You know, in high school, there was this moment. There's like this like, oh, change your profile picture to your favorite Pokemon like week or some shit. And I like Rapidash. Rapidash is cool. Mm-hmm. Like a fire unicorn. And I changed my picture to Rapidash. And then some girl was like, that's girly. You can't like Rapidash. And I, I was hurt and yep. embarrassed. So then I then I had to change my favorite Pokemon to Arcanine. No, man. You do you. That's if you, love, if yeah, you like no. Rapidash, like Rapidash, man. Well, no. the, well, where were you when I was in high school? I Being don't. bullied for my choice of preferred Pokemon the fuck bridget i don't know calling you out <laughs> i don't know what uh what my favorite pokemon is i haven't thought about it enough but it would definitely not be one of the manly ones <laughs> it's probably probably and not, not manky trump tr- trubbish no. uh, i love that garbage pokemon yeah Machoke it might be coughing actually which is kind coughing of garbage. Is legit though yeah coughing's up there coughing coughing all right <laughs> okay. Before we go, I want you all to give me your best Pokemon impersonation. Oh God! Oh no! no. I'll give you five seconds to consider. Oh God! I can't. I, five, can't, I don't have a. Four, Suddenly, like I all the Pokemon have, have like left my Two. brain. Wait, one. are we doing it all at once? There. No, no, no. We're gonna go in a row. Alex, are you yeah, ready? Sure. Fuck it. Corp. Corp. Oh, this is a magic carp. Okay. Okay. That's good. Uh, Allison. Uh, I'll just do the the good old standard Pikachu. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Uh, Pat, you think it's gonna be Squirtle? That's oh, a that's a good Squirtle. Yeah, it's like you, pa- you smoke a pack a day. Yeah. <laughs> we all know. We all know. Squirtle, As we though. all know, all Squirtle, Squirtle are so very good. heavy smokers. Word. Squirtle Squad uh, for life. Thanks for joining us, Man. everybody. Squirtle Squad would totally be part of Vape Nation. And they'd be getting like black market uh, flavored e-liquids. Yeah. Be, like fuck the CDC. <laughs> then they get lung disease and they die. Like what the fuck, yep. guys? <laughs> hey. Squirrel Squad's got popcorn lung, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>